Welcome to the Boys of the Golden Throne with the inaugural opening of the beer. The inaugural. Ceremonial. Ceremonial to go with the There's nothing first. ceremonial about this beer. <laughs> but it goes along with the first recording in of the three of us in the Honor Den. Well, I'm not in there. I'm in this Well, spirit. you're not there, but you're here, here with us. you're here with us digitally. We have a picture of you like on the wall. It's like I hope you do actually. To paint a word picture yeah, a word picture for the people listening. We have I will uh, have I think that's what I'm going to do. But it's not just a picture, it's like a calendar. Oh. He's February, sorry, he he's March. So uh, it's him in a in a meadow with no shirt on and, and uh, tidy whities. Yeah, and I've been slowly painting the ceiling of the Otter Den to be <laughs> the same as the 16th Chapel, except for it's Teo just stretched out and he's reaching to touch me and John's hands. <laughs> the hands of God. Both of us. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're definitely not. Uh, not, not you know, a Christian. We're definitely not that Christian show that you were talking about. <laughs> so, uh, good Christian fun. Good Christian Heresy. <laughs> that is just good Christian values. That's what we're all about here at yeah. the Bot GT. So, Teo, what's, uh, what are we doing this week? Well, today we've got uh, it's kind of a kind of a, well, we've got our normal hobby and shame love. <laughs> what just happened? Did you just like did you just short circuit there? I turned into Crystalia for a minute. I did. <laughs> but uh, no, we're going to talk our normal hobby and shame loves. Oh yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about something new. It was a uh, talking about all the special characters in Heresy, our our fan favorites and things like that. Yeah. Uh, for our, our for a trade loyalist and kind of just one that we just like as well for whatever it's like a wild card fan yeah, favorite yeah like uh it's like the reach around of uh, happiness oh all right reach around choice that's what reach we around call. the reach around choice that's what we'll uh, refer to that one as <laughs> and then uh aj you did an interview with ryan from the shadow of giants series yeah or? so this is uh this is uh ryan from uh cambridge ontario area and he is the guy that uh, has been putting on the events that garrett was telling us about and mm-hmm. heading down to those so uh garrett uh introduced us and we started chatting and i was like all right we got to get your event events out there so uh yeah have a little chat with him and then i was busy chatting as well with other men in the hobby (laughs) 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 i've been chatting with men i mean chatting with men in this hobby and uh you know just adding more numbers to my little uh, black book of addresses definitely sounds like a gay dating site men in the hobby.com men in the hobby men in the hobby <laughs> uh, you should uh, we should see if that's available we should Market. totally make that men in the hobby. make a million dollars meet men in your area for hobby activities yeah 
<laughs> just grows out of control way too quickly before we can, you know, keep it to the heresy. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I got a little update from uh, K- our 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 favorite one of our favorite painters, Caleb from CK Studio. So just hey, giving dude. us a little update on the ongoings of CK Studio and all of their uh, comings and goings and all the events that they're putting on. So uh, yeah, always awesome talking with Caleb. Mm-hmm. You definitely just gave me a real uh, McLovin vibe with the comings and goings. There. The co- <laughs> oh yeah, I thought I totally thought you were going to be saying, "Oh man, you just gave me a raging Caleb." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't have a Sotar in his hands. That's the only. Oh, thing. that's right. Yeah. Um, it's a 105. And then we unfortunately have a sad announcement. We do. It's, but this is it, we knew it was coming. Did we? I thought we had. Avoided the uh, the culling. So, <laughs> so we have found out just this past week that um, our favorite, I would say, brick and mortar hobby store on Vancouver Island literally has everything. Like, yeah, just is BC Hobby or BC Shavers and Hobbies after being open for fifty plus years has, is sadly closing. I think doors. we should all tell once, like, do a segment where we all just tell one story about like a memory of that place. Oh man, we should just have Phil on and just uh, we can just sit here and probably weep and <laughs> just tell us. It's an hour and a half. Like, of Phil I'm just crying. like passing him just tissue after tissue. Yeah, it's it's sad, man. It's like you know. Uh, it's great that we have a GW here in Victoria, but the thing that the one thing I don't we like had about every, we literally had everything covered. We have Opus, we have GW, and we have BC Shavers. So in Victoria and we Michaels, like, yeah, I don't. Even, I've never been there. Oh, okay. But right. between those three that I know of alone, I was just like, man, you can get everything in Victoria. BC Shavers is like half of that. Yeah. Gone. Well, yeah, it's, you know, the, it's where we got all the other paints, like all the yeah, Vallejos, yeah. you know, they had all the wicked architectural um, hobby kits, so you could get, had, like, steel girders and beams yeah. to add, you know, some flair to your, your terrain Because they had the, for all the trains and all the RC car stuff. Yeah, yeah they, they had, they had, they had t- all the... Bits. They had, like, they had literally everything. They had, they had, um, they had com- air compressors. They had. They even sold shaving stuff, which was really nice because I have a I have a razor that uses a real. Did you actually buy? You bought. Sh- I bought shaving stuff there. Yeah. Really, I've yeah. never. So it's funny. The store. Do you guys know about Wyatt's BC Hobbies no, and Shavers? I always thought that was the most bizarre. Okay, thing so the the story that I know and like any of our local well, listeners, save, we should save it save it for the actual. We'll save it for the actual, okay. and we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. have people I think on I- and and talk about the loss yeah what we're gonna do okay we'll see maybe we could just do us and then it's true we can, it's, it's yeah. not that monumental. just get you're just like what, just give me an excuse to get eric back on the podcast come on there you go <laughs> we don't, we don't need do we need an excuse to, to get him on like, no, eric you 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 message us and if you want to be on the next episode just suddenly burst through the door fuck you i'm here you want, give me a mic <laughs> cool we will get you in on the next episode <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so all we can, you know, I'm just trying to laugh because I, I'm just weeping inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything, it's everything's got to go. It's 25 percent off. So I've been just like stocking up on, 
all the stuff I know I'm not going to be able to easily get. So yeah, I went and grabbed like. And stuff too. like oh, man, I went and grabbed blue, tons of like Zappagap and like just like Flow Improver and you know shit when, like when, that. When does it close again? I think it's the end of the month. I need to get to BC Shavers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I was telling you, you know, about the boards figuring out our gray. Yeah. For how we're going to do the Titanicus boards, just so we can go down there and grab a whole bunch of airbrush paint, and <laughs> hopefully have it get enough that we could actually do all the boards with. So yeah, it's huge loss, huge, huge loss to our local community here. And uh, I just, I, I know that Rob up at Everything Games is going to, you know, try to pick up a little bit of the slack in terms of some of the paint selection. But you know, it's not like he's going to be, he's not going to be getting everything that they covered so even if if even if he picks up a bit of it it's still uh it's still a sad day for uh the hobbyists of not just our miniature hobby but you know tons of literally the entire victoria wargaming page which is like 600 people or something on that just all probably all all go to bc shavers if they live in victoria yeah yeah so you know sad note but we're all about the positivity here, and I can tell you I am so, so bloody positive about heresy right now, and we are going to get into that in our hobby and shame progress. So uh, once we'll go through all that and go through all of our stuff and come back and close out the show, and you'll be all on your merry way. So Hugs and kisses. Hug, yeah, not yet, Teo. Uh, maybe I want to double my hugs and kisses, okay? All right, you can, you can double my them. double my gummit. Just give him a little kiss. I feel like yeah. that would definitely be yeah. AJ's DJ name would definitely be DJ Dub Hugs. <laughs> dub Hugs. Yeah. Dub Hugs. Yeah. DJ DJ Dub Hugs in the house. Uh. Uh. Sponsored by Tim Hortons. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know it. You know it. All right, so enough of this nonsense. Let's talk about some hobby and progress coming up next. Rim Hortons. Win Hortons. Rim Hortons. Dab dabs from my lab labs. They call it the Hortons Rim. (laughs) Roll up the rim to win. Our tutor, who art in Nottingham, Duncan be thy name. Our paints be thinned, our layers be smooth, on plastic as it is on resin. Give us this day our daily tip, and forgive us our poor edge highlighting. As we forgive those who bring unpainted armies, lead us not into math hammer, but fully closed armies. All praise Nalnoil. And welcome back to the Boys of the Golden Throne. Um, we've got talking about our hobby and shame progress. Yeah. It looks uh, like AJ is going to drop down a big, veiny, triumphant bastard worth of hobby. Oh, yeah. I, yes. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm fucking jacked right now, boys. Fucking jacked. So, um, as John, what we were just saying during the break, my... I guess my hobby, main hobby progress is that I bought a house and moved into it. <laughs> um, is that hobby progress? Or? Well, like part of it, I would say yes, because I painted like 80% of the main floor 
So that kind of that's that's how we progress, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if Iteo can say that celibacy is somehow fucking <laughs> hobby progress, I feel like buying a house could be. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so uh, yeah, man, do I became like the detail? I was the trim guy because my wife can't do like straight lines to fucking save her life. The amount of cleanup work I had to do, and she's never gonna listen to this, so it's fine. I can chirp her a little bit on this. But, uh, yeah, so lots of trim, painted, like, 80% of the house. Uh, but the real hobby work began in the basement. So we have, John came over, helped me, like, he saw the Otter Den, or the beginnings of it, of just took in the space. We talked about the, the layout. Imagine a cocoon, if you will. Yes. It was still, there was an infancy. We built a bookshelf together. It was very romantic. Uh, <laughs> oh. It's the heresy. Well, kind of. It's, I mean, it had heresy books in it, so it was not just kind of romantic. Yeah. I mean, there, there was seriousness about it, but, uh, yeah, so. Love can blossom in heresy. Yes, it can. So <laughs> I had, I guess I moved on a Tuesday and this was after, like, four days of painting the house all day. And me and my wife were like, all right, this is, like, we can do this. It's no, no problem. Not really considering, like, what four days of painting was going to do to our bodies. And, like, we, we move and we're, or like, the day we're moving, we're just like, oh, God, my, our backs are already, like, so done. So Wednesday rolls along and she's, like, just destroyed and goes to bed at, like, eight o'clock and I'm I'm like so tired but I'm also just like okay she's I've got time to myself for the first time I'm gonna I'm just gonna take this uh this six pack of cider and maybe a little a couple other party favors and I'm just gonna go down in the otter den and I'm gonna get crazy so I went down at eight o'clock and like crushed all these ciders built all Teo like you can kind of see I'll see you on Saturday. You will, but you can see all the shelving with the terrain mm-hmm. kind of beyond your vision there. So I built all of that kind of stuff, laid out a whole bunch of um, carpets, like set up the display cabinets with all of my painted miniatures in them. And then, so reminder to everyone, the downside of this space is that it's only about 5 foot 11. So Teo, you'll be, you'll be fine. Yeah. But uh, John and I... <laughs> have to seriously watch what we're doing and i can't heads. wait to see gilbert in there oh man gilbert will just be bent over <laughs> sideways like yeah. <laughs> but at like 1 30 in the morning well liquored up i just like turned around and just smoked my head into one of the the ducks like this duck running oh, across yeah, yeah. here and just makes this huge reverberation throughout the house <laughs> and i'm just like so drunk that like my head's still connected with the ducked and i'm just like if i don't <laughs> remove it it won't make the sound of my like it popping back out <laughs> and then that that's when i looked at the the clock Damn, and i was dampened like dampened the impact with like pushing us forward into it harder yeah i i was like okay you're drunk you need to you need to go to bed but i got a lot of work done down here so it's pretty much set up like more or less uh, which is awesome i've got the hobby station john and i We've got the. We're now like sitting across from each other, so we can stand. Get to play footsies now. I yeah, won't lie. So AJ had this whole. He had this like. Pull your camera up. I just weird see you just your mouth talk. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to see my mouth. AJ had all these grand ideas about the uh, this fucking hobby room, and uh, 
it was funny because he was very focused on the recording, and to me that just seemed like such an afterthought. I was like, ah, it doesn't matter. Like, well, who cares where we record, you know? Like, whatever. It's not going to make a difference. It's just like a recording spot, right? And now, now that Isn't it's, like, better? set up, it's, like, so much better. <laughs> so it much really better. is. I feel like it's, like, way more professional. Like, I'm putting more effort into, like, I don't know if anyone's... They probably up. all Like, my voice is, like, a little bit deeper than normal. It's because I'm trying to sound like Rod Burgundy because apparently... <laughs> Sitting at like a fancy recording. Uh, we need to get you a smoking jacket, maybe for when you come over to yes. record. Oh. But John also had the good idea for the secondary little offshoot, which uh, we're gonna have a futon in and maybe a little TV. And oh, there's it's so cool. It's there's like a, a little, little bar area, it's like a tasting room. It's oh. awesome with with like a little slot, perfect for a, a mini fridge. And John was like, what we really need there is a little whiskey bar. And I was just like, mm. yeah. so That is, look, cool. some snifters. Yeah. Oh, snifters. Oh, we, could get, we could get, like, bocce tea snifters. Yeah. Just, that would be amazing. Just for us. Just for us? Just for I want to pursue this idea. With, with like, an honor on like it. Like those little, like, <laughs> like you mean, like, the the, like whiskey glasses? Like, like small, yeah. like, four-ounce? Yeah. Like, yes. If we could take whiskey flights. I am down for this because I love those glasses. <laughs> then and then like it just it will be this could be bad for the podcast though because then it's it's like we get real boozy and all people hear is just like Sloshing. like glass gla- or ice like clanking around glasses yeah. is just the and perpetual. Me and Tao getting real belligerent. We're just like just our normal. Me and John get yeah. real political when we're really drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And slightly racist. It's <laughs> just towards each other. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, it's like I. It's been awesome setting everything up and like just getting into the house, um, and that just like having this new space has just been like okay, I I need to start painting, and it's been super hard because I've had like a million things to do at the house, but I keep sneaking down here and, and putting paint to model. So. On the painting side of things, I have painted all but 11 bases for the Alpha Legion project. So there's some of them are sitting in front of you here, John. Basically, they're all painted up except for the weathering. And um, I think they've turned out pretty well. I'm, I'm, I think you were right going to the gray instead of doing like the tans was the uh, definitely the way to go. Um, so I think they're awesome. They're definitely popping off the, the bases a lot. Teo, this is where I have to kind of let you down a little bit. Not let you down, but I can't do your method of just batch doing everything. That's okay. Not many people can. No, and, and but that said, it was a, a success and a failure. So I'm you not going to do it for yourself. I'm not going to do it all the way through. I've started on that, to do it too. Like got actually, yeah, because you started doing it through him, and and it is like it's soul sucking, but it it definitely has its value. It definitely has. But what I need to change is like what I really liked about doing it this way, and I will definitely do for when I start the custodes is doing all the base coats all at once. So just yeah. getting all the base coats done, yes, and then going back squad based and doing details trying to just do like all the silver on all like 55 models was just killing me so i had to switch and then like i did five terminators and brought them basically up to 100 percent minus one wash and it's just like yes this is awesome and then i started working on a 
10-man vet squad. I've started working on Dynat. I've started working on a saboteur. So it's like I've just – The base code is the most important part because that's what you want the most consistent. Exactly, that's, that's right? That's literally the only thing I'd considered even as part of the batch painting process. Yeah. The idea of like doing, oh, man, so nightmarish. Yeah, but even just like me sitting down and, and doing all the base coats, that was just one very long, but one long airbrush yeah, for sure. um, session, right? So I did yeah. it all minus the two dreadnoughts, and which I did for the CK Studio course. You just had the, but just uh, doing all the infantry like that. Left, right, after the infantry. So here comes the next thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about. I am so torn about what to do with the pods. What's up? Part of me wants to do the Alpha Legion. Yeah. Another part of me is just like I should just do them generic so I can use them for any of my armies. And I really am torn on what to do. And one of the reasons why I'm playing another legion? Well, I could use them for my iron hands. Yeah, but you're not gonna do that. Why not? Because you won't. Iron Hands are going to play They just won't play into that style And like the thing is, is You're just you're just not going to end up building your Iron Hands out to be a drop list like, Okay well, This is why I wanted to talk to you guys And get your, get your opinion I think you're it. too much of a completionist And like you love the immersion of it all That I think yeah. you would be disappointed if they were generic Okay yeah. I think he would get yeah because I've thought about that too. I'm like like would I do that if that, if you know if I play two legions, which is part of the reason why I don't play two legions because I refuse to buy multiple vehicles of like two separate. Well, yeah, I can tell you once I paint six dread claws, I'm never going to want to paint another dread claw yeah. ever again. But <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it it's just there. You've done something really smart, and that you've played two legions that play quite differently from one another. You do, they don't really have that much overlap. Yeah. Like, I've made an active choice that I'm playing my Sons of Horus, and the reason why I have, like, so much armor and I also have a ton of drip, draw pods for them is because they're the one legion I play. But if I played multiple legions, I would not make build them, them out. Like, I would make them focus, like, the yeah. way Jeremy does it. Like, Well, that's like, how I built these guys, right? Yeah. Is, like, I couldn't, other than running ZM, that's really. I think that your army will look beautiful when those dread claws are done up in this scheme. And yeah. it'll, it'll really pay off. You'll look at it and you'll be like, geez, this is cool. It'll be one of those armies that people like recognize on Facebook and stuff as like, because I've never seen a scheme of Alpha Legion like this. It looks very good, it looks super clean, it's awesome. Tons, well, it's clean for now. I am going to I am gonna do some weathering on these guys. Are you but, really? Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to go hardcore, but definitely from, like, their, you know, greaves kind of down, I'll definitely do something to work a dust layer into yep. the base to kind of bring That'll the two to... That'll so much, though. No. Yeah, that's true. And then obviously really adding good. transfers to it and just having a little bit of Are you going to do power weapon effects on the uh, blades? I will be doing some power just weapon talk effects. talk to Eric because he's got that He's got the, the... Down. Yeah? Like, I don't know if you've been seeing his Emperor's children. I they mean, look fucking amazing. I mean, so off of social media. amazing, dude. For, like... like yeah. Let's, let's get a live reaction of, of Asia. Of me, of me Asia. looking at So it. you keep talking, okay. but I'm, but I'm going to like pull this up. And I'm so along with working on that, uh, so I said di- I'm working on Dynat <coughs> and Saboteur. Um, I've also completed the AT purchase and purchased the two other new tiles. So we now have a 4x4, four four, which uh, John and I have already 
discussed how we're going to plan painting it and just do a Jesus. Planned a Parenthood? What? We're just going to do a hobby weekend. <laughs> what? <Planned> Parenthood. <laughs> just going to do a hobby weekend and just cr- try to crush them all out. Hopefully before Weekend Warriors 2. No, no guarantees, but that's definitely well, what I'm going to try to do. Well, yeah, I think we'll probably get them like t- tabletop enough. It's four um, weeks. If I start getting in the tub and washing those bitches now. Yeah, and if we end it, that's the thing we plan. We'll plan something the next couple of weeks here, like a Saturday, and I'll come down and we'll work on them. Yeah, okay. Sure. So, yeah, get made that little purchase. And then I've got a little update on our boy, little Maddie Virgin. <laughs> so little Maddie Virgin has grown all up. And he's bought himself a full airbrush kit. So he was down. I, I literally saw him today talking about it. Did you? Awesome. Yeah. So he came down to Vic this uh, weekend with his lovely wife, and we went for a nice little dog walk together. And then he came back down to the Otter Den, and I gave him about a three-hour little workshop on uh, airbrushing. So, whoa. They look insane. These are Eric's. Yes. He sees. Damn. They are the nicest. Go and check out Wargame, wargamer.eric on Instagram. Damn, Eric. You. This is my favorite Emperor's Children army I've seen. Yeah. I don't I, know. I don't know about I, these pink bases, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might want to relook at that, uh, Eric, but man, yeah, no kidding. Those, I really like that. Pop. Yeah. So for those who can't see it, go check it out. But yeah, it's a, it's pink, a really cool. very pink base. It's based off of the art of, uh, what was the, is it Fulgrim? The one with the dreadnought and stuff on the front? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's based off of that color scheme. It's super striking. He's done this, like, it's pink. It's, there's a little bit of purple to it, but it's more pink than purple. And and he's like countered it with like blues, like these like sort of like almost like oceanic blue color. Very nice. Right on. Yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah, Eric, you're killing it as usual. A whole bunch of our boys in the in the scene. Like, have you seen Kalis's all of his airbrushing <laughs> stuff is just yeah. off the hook. That's coming out. Go to a CK Studios class, people. That's all. Yeah. That's all I got to tell you. Um, and uh, I guess the last thing is that. You and I, John, played a little, but broke in the this was awesome. the Otter Den and played a two thousand five hundred point Mechanicum versus Mechanicum game, and we uh, and we streamed the whole thing on uh, so cool on Voice of the Golden Throne on Facebook. So if you want to check it out, you can go check that out. And we're just you know we just threw on the camera and shot the shit and had a good game. And it's pretty violent. Some cybernetica on cybernetica. Yeah, just some, you know, mechanicum on mechanicum crimes. And, uh, yeah, I had a great time. It was good. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's me. I'm just super jacked. I, I've now basically completed my, completed basically my shame. I'm not 100% complete. I got to paint up 11 bases, and then I just have to magnetize one Dreadclaw. So I'm real close. Yes, but very just nice. like for everyone's for everyone's remind, just a little reminder, it's the twelfth of March right now as we are recording this, yep. and we have until the end of March. Have so, how's your uh, how's your weathering going there, Teo? Well, I'll talk about all my hobby and shame. All right. Well, why don't you uh, go next then? Okay. Well, so uh, for my hobby and shame, uh, I got the last of my models for my space wolves. So okay. I built 30 more gray slayers. Oh, 
Jesus. So what's that total up to now that you I have six I have sixty gray slayers. Whoa, man. All with shields and close combo weapons. And you know he's gonna do the fucking super painful method of just batch painting all of those at once, and it just makes me want to uh, Yeah, but it'll take him like ten minutes or more. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Just, he just like well, I, think, I think all he just base takes, like he just yeah, gets exactly. the little dropper <laughs> bottles. Base he just takes the dropper bottles and he just puts them in his mouth and like just drop, 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 and just on the model and it's just okay and it looks great i think that's what you're doing that's what i think you're doing <laughs> all i'm imagining is the uh, makeup gun that homer yeah, makes that's what i was thinking too <laughs> I, I i don't know if i know that one. and it makes me think thing. of that like meme of that like really caked fa- space marine face that's like oh, yeah. like painted like 800 times it's just so funny. yeah <laughs> i know that one <laughs> yeah but uh yeah no they're actually already built and they're all base coated wow the only dude that's yeah. awesome. What's what? Uh, what kind of a yeah. scheme did you choose for the base coat? Really they're scary. a really dark gray. Okay. Okay. And so then uh, they're highlighted to a, a the the gray transitions really soft on them. Like it's, there's, it's gonna be quite a subtle difference, but they're gonna be really grungy. Okay. And are you? What's your? Are you just doing like pure blending? Are you doing any edge highlighting? What's your? Um, so I, I kind of doing a pretty generic stop paint style on this one. I'm not, I'm not the biggest thing I'm trying to use is I'm trying to use washes and oils a bit more. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's the kind of technique I'm trying to this one. So you get the, just the base colors on and then really bringing up the grime and the dirt on them. Um, and like the burnt, like the burning of like burning, uh, on them using oils and washes. Okay. Can yeah. I, can I, you just reminded me of something. Can I butt in here for a second? Yeah, sure. Uh, Brennan is talking about coming over to the island to do an oil weathering course. Well, nice. that's actually someone who I've been talking to about, like, weathering and stuff like that. So well, I'm using some very interesting. So that kind of ties into the paint scheme for the wolves is tying into a little bit what I'm doing on the Empress Children. So the Empress Children are actually the test weathering. Okay. And then I'm going to perfect it more on the Space Wolves. Sweet, yeah. Nice. So I'm about 80% done light weathering on all the Empress Children now. Whoa. Yeah. So what do you so have pro- left to do? Uh, I've got the Phoenix Terminators, which I don't even think I'm going to weather because I don't think they would be weathered. Right. You're going to be awesome. Um, crisp and then just some like some tactical Marines. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. And so you're just doing pure oils and washes no this or? is this one is, this one is for the weathering for this one is more of a, a good uh, classic dry budget sponge uh okay. technique yeah so with the space wolves i'm going to be doing that but also using oils okay yeah so that so it looks like there's more like the uh density of what's going on in in the crevices of the armor and then like scuff marks and stuff like that from like laser burn and things like that okay cool yeah sounds awesome so yeah, the space holes are all built. So I also got two contemptor dreadnoughts for the army that I've already uh, poopy, poopy contemptors or good? no? They're they're uh, normal contemptors. Um, I, got I, just, I just said it for John because you know yeah. he was thinking it, right? <laughs> so they're they're, they're like the standard uh, contemptors from Forge World. I got them secondhand, so they're not the best posed. So I gussied them up with a bunch of space wolf bits and stuff like that to make them a little bit more uh, flare. Yeah. Um, I built some characters, so I built like four uh, apothecaries, a siege breaker. Some like I need so many variations of characters in space wolves. It's not even funny. <laughs> well, that's like kind you of their shtick, so right? Of 
It's always yeah. been like that. Is it one per thousand points? Is that like one that? per thousand yeah. points rounding up? So if you're twenty five hundred, you still need three. That's three HQs, or that's three. Uh, uh, what are they, what are they called? The speakers of the deads, or whatever they are. No, three HQs, but consoles other than Speaker of the Dead, Centurion, Pray, uh, uh, Runes, or uh, Wolf or Praetor don't count. <laughs> so you just have to take base Centurions at some point. Which is kind of fun because I get to have a bunch of centurions with a bunch of different war it's gears. Really cool. Yeah, yeah it's one. Of, yeah, just make a whole a bunch of cool, cool fluff behind cool them too. Right? Yeah, and uh, that's awesome. It's really funny because like I have one, and you never get to see it, but you get to see like I got I used one of the two headed chainswords because I bought like oh, yeah. four four of the Mark Three weapon bits packages. Oh, okay, yeah. So I have a ton of those. Like I have like eight two-headed chainswords. So I took one of those and turned them into like a space wolfy looking for the uh, two-headed great frost weapon. Cool, oh, that's a good idea. So it's just a centurion with artificer armor and that. Nice. And he's like <laughs> seventy points. <laughs> that's <pretty> cool. <laughs> right on. And, yeah. Well, the scary thing is he can run in there, and he gets four or five attacks at strength six AP two. Really. Yeah. What is, what what weapon is this? The two-handed. It's the it's the frost. The two-handed great frost oh, weapon. Oh, but it's an initiative four. It's, what? It's only negative one initiative. What? I didn't yeah. Even know about this weapon. John, John just lost. Yeah. A little bit. It's, yeah. It's two-handed, so I, he doesn't get the extra additional attack. But yeah. Crazy. Is that the yeah. equivalent to a paragon blade? Uh, no, I guess so, yeah, but it's not instant death or anything like that. Like, I still have a Paragon plate on my Praetor, but, uh, any character can take it. So any sergeant. Oh, crazy. Oh, okay. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool, though. Like, just, that seems like a perfect use of that, those cool. extra bits exactly. that you have, right? Yeah. Centurions are underplayed, because you think about it, it's like, there would be, like, tons of Centurions in these, yeah. in these legions, but, like, no one ever plays them, yeah, it's just it's all, Centurions. Oh, yeah. But it, it's really funny, because they're so cheap, because there's only 50 points. Yeah. Yeah. They're literally, like, well, you if you break down the points... You get them an AP2 initiative four, and they also become a lot better for that seventy points. <laughs> yes, they do. Like. Yeah, so he's just gonna run around, and go Rah! and just like swing his chainsaw through people. Um, another thing that I did that I uh, just doing some more music. I joined a band. Yeah, I've been getting all your 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 picks of just yeah. like shots from you behind the drum kit, and I like it. Yeah, so I've been we've been going that hard, and I've found out something: musicians are lazy. Are they now? <laughs> They're <are> so lazy. <laughs> They're like, oh, constantly like stop it. Like uh, we we the other day, uh, everyone came over and we were breaking down some songs, and I was doing the drum tracks to them, but they wanted to stop every like ten minutes. I'm like, no. <laughs> for for what? Uh, whatever, smoke a bowl, yeah. just chat for a bit. I was yeah. like, no, 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 let's practice. Yeah. And they're like, where do you get all this like determination and, and like energy from? Bro. Yeah. And like, where do you get that from? I was like, dude, I used to play division one sports. <laughs> like <laughs> this like casual environment is not going to work for me. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go hard. I'm like, yeah. I got three hours. We're going to go hard for three hours. Well, speaking of going hard, you and I are going to go hard. <laughs> This Saturday when you oh, come yeah. down and we go to a funk show together. Uh, oh, I've been listening to it all day. Oh, man, I can't wait. It's going to be yeah. good. 
uh, another there might there there might be uh, there could potentially be a heresy after dark that happens after, yeah we after totally that night that. I definitely sort of wish that my funk meter was slightly higher in this very moment. oh dude <laughs> just listen to it the album's called sweat yeah <laughs> sweat sweat yeah. go check out five alarm funk uh. yeah uh, uh, another thing so because. Uh, so it kind of works on one thing. So um, my like self-improvement is uh, every three months, I figured out that I can make a fundamental change in my person by doing something for three months. So I'm no longer abstinent. So this one's for you, Eric. Meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> and he's specifically talking about boys. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Um, but the new challenge is actually going vegetarian for three months. Yeah, it's really? easy, man. It's totally so easy. The yeah, thing so I'm easy. finding, though, because I I work so much. Oh, but you're I, in front of the grill all day looking all at me. Day. That's yeah. yeah, I take that back. This That's sounds really like hard. an impossible task to me. It just uh, I've been doing really, really well. Um, but the, the hard thing is actually between work, children, other hobbies, and a social life. Sometimes I don't have enough time to eat as much as I need to because, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, man. Well, when you when I made the transition, like when I first went veggie, um, it takes a while for yeah, you're like eating way more than you're used to. Buy like oh, a I'm, lot of almonds, quinoa, peanut, man, peanut butter. Yeah, quinoa, and I've been like just that. eating and eating and eating, and I can't like I'm starving every two hours. Nuts, man. For real, yeah. Like peanut butter and like, uh, yeah, and and because yep. you can get a lot of calories in that too. So you're like exactly. starving. Yeah. Um, and but and it's, it's made not me like like the nuts you get at the party. grocery store, people. No, John's talking about no. He's talking about nut butter. <laughs> nut butter. <laughs> but uh, it's maybe extremely farty. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. Well it, yeah. Isn't that? I've always felt like, like my consumption of meat makes me no, really like, farty. No, like when I'm being extremely farty, like I wake up in the morning and I roll over. It's like, blah, 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 like, Sounds like an old Plymouth starting up. Yeah. <laughs> old Plymouth. <laughs> old, old Plymouth with a, Plymouth with a so- soggy tail. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> my ass cheeks just lapping in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so that's my fart in the morning I feel really bad cause like I live in a basement suite and then there's like people who live upstairs and then there's this like I think it's like a teenage girl's bedrooms like right beside mine oh, so every morning she just hears me just like take huge rips and then giggle about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah this oh is, man this is why they say Teo is love Teo is Teo love, is love. <laughs> Everybody poops, man. Everybody poops. I, I have a family motto. A family that farts Dude, together stays together. You definitely, you're preaching the choir, baby. Don't you worry. I've got lots of unapologetic, horrible <laughs> fart things that I subject other people yeah, to. Yeah, it's like, you remember when we first started planning going to LVO and we were still kind of, you know, still kind of getting to know each other a bit. And John was just like, all shy and being like, oh, so guys, like, uh, um, like I... I like I sometimes take big poops because of my, uh, my Crohn's, and uh, I just want you to know that I might have to have some private time in the bathroom. <laughs> so there again, was a lot of pooping. There was, including yeah. us witnessing yes, the poop. But we'll true. we'll move on from that. So uh, yeah, so, that's that's 
I, I don't know how to move on from that. Well, okay, I'll, I'll extend to it. So, okay. like, because of it, I've lost, like, 10 pounds in, like, over a week. Really? That's yeah. Like, gotta be careful, man. I'm down. I know. I'm down 35 pounds since yeah. Germany, man. Love 35 it. 35 fucking pounds. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, yeah. That's, we like, two had, bowling balls we worth. some shiver me timbers. AJ for a bit. Oh yeah, it's definitely. Tail just got molested. Cat. Yeah, the cat yeah. just took down the the mic. I think there. Freaking kitty, kitty, kitty cat. Well, that's good for lifestyle changes and like good health on both of us. And yeah, yes. John is just finished his cleanse and now is drinking again. Yeah, for a week more. A week I more am. that you're drinking. Yeah, and then I'm taking another break until um, weekend warriors. What the. F- what the fuck is going on? I want to lose weight. I'm on a diet too, baby. I've lost. Diet babies. Diet babies. I've lost eight pounds since I had my appendix. So maybe we should uh, maybe we should have like a new segment of Bot The health and safety. Yeah, Bot GT. Hey, man, I'm the health and safety coordinator for my office. There you go. My company. So there you go. Do you guys go on safety meetings? Maybe we could get the heresy community That's something different. <laughs> that's a little tap your nose kind of a little, of a, little tongue in cheek. Yeah, that's just like, hey, we're going for a safety meeting. <laughs> it's different. It's different than what you're talking about. Yeah. But so with this and the th- three months, I timed it so that I'll be ready to eat meat again for June, which is my birthday month. It's the deuces gone wild. Oh yeah. I'm gonna go see Anderson Pack and Thundercat in Vancouver. You lucky with bitch. frosted tips. Oh, uh, frosted and uh, <laughs> and Greg's coming, so I'm saving myself for Greg's meat. Is Greg bringing meat? We're going to figure out some way we can cook up some meat. Nice. It's like I'm gonna. Greg's just like I've got a balloon. I'm gonna I'm gonna launch it with a bag of meat underneath it. Tato, the plans for the Friday night at the dude. Yeah, we'll make some plans where me and Greg make some Greg meat. Greg was asking me something. Hand, that we'll he didn't we'll like. come here. Yeah, we'll do Greg a barbecue was here about Friday night, and I didn't know what he was barbecue to. here. Barbecue here. Yeah. We're all going to eat Greg's meat. Yep. And Vincent's probably as well. Yeah. Vicente. Uh, yeah. Vicente. He'll be here Friday. Vincent, Vicente. Oh, Vicente will be, he better be here by Thursday or he's going to have to, he's going to have hell to pay. I haven't met Vicente, but what I'm like, I love. See, I have to stop. Image, I have to stop calling image. him out because then I get I get fucking <laughs> bitchy email. You're calling me out on the show again, and I don't have a platform to respond you to have this. To make a podcast, dude, you gotta really convince him to make like a a diss rap. That's dude. Who, so I don't I don't know who Vicente is yet. So my image of him is pro- is probably pretty hilarious. It is like this dude who carries around a boombox. Definitely is like a bit, you know, there's a bit of Guido in there. There's a yep. bit of the Florida okay, yep. sort of like, you know, yep. very, uh, yeah, very, very Ita- Italian, we'll say. Yeah. Yes, you're very, you're straight on right now. Straight on. We need Straight to get we need to get a pool. I need to get a little pool us. for him. Does Just, he have frosted tips? No, but he could. Well, <laughs> but oh, well, Vicente, you need to fro- refrost your tips because uh, Teo's gonna have frosted tips. So we don't oh, want God. you guys to. <laughs> Can I just frost my pubes or something instead? No, we don't want to see that. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but uh, other hobby, uh, I got I played some games with my wolves. Oh, okay. Uh, it's. I played Liam, Gilbert, and Nico. Oh, getting a few games in. Uh, it's pretty funny because they think they're doing well until the wolves get to them. 
and then and then you just bite them. Pretty much. Mm. They're like, yeah, yeah. It's uh, so I get plus one to my run moves and plus one to my charges, (laughs) and I can charge after running. Yeah, Uh, and they're plus one weapon skill to charge. Yeah, space holes, right? And you have counterattack. And counterattack, (laughs) and furious charge with the right of war. Oh my god! And they all have combat shields, close combat weapons. And an apothecary, and with the new amendment, apothecaries get the warrior's metal rule as well. Oh, I really wish Sons of Horus had a cool, cool rules like this. <laughs> and then, uh, then each squad has like four power fists in them. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so they're like, they're like world leaders light. They're, they're still wor- not as brutal as world leaders, but they're still not as brutal as world leaders, but, but they're, they're faster there. than world leaders. That's true. That shit is crazy. They're running and then a, and then charging blows my mind. That's yeah. crazy. I can yeah, and then uh so it's it's pretty funny how fast they get up the table. Like turn one, you're like, oh yeah, they're running, and then okay, cool, I gotta make me turn two turns to get it, and then they're like, nope. Ah! And they can do that every time, or they can only do it once. No, every turn, run and charge. That's like and then I can pop a an aura for a pop at a thing, which is uh, Howl of the Death Wolf, which is I get to every unit in the army gets to reroll its failed charges. Oh my god, that is the, once per- definitely like the sleeper like thing of book seven, eh? You hear about the rules, and you're like. It's because they're just not as gross as Thousand Sons and or Custos. I I was sort of familiar with them for a bit, and then I kind of... I kind of forgotten a little bit PTSD them, them like, away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're like definitely the coolest thing out of book seven. Like they're the least <laughs> overpowered. And oh, I, I also did a play test list, uh, using Russ and his dogs. Russ is, Russ is freaking ridiculous. He's like he's a monster. Yeah. He like in one game, he, he like wiped out an entire gobble box squad just by himself. Whoa. Uh, then he killed a 10 men vet squad. Then he killed Lorgar, a blade slave, a centurion, and Zardulaic. Jesus. And then finally died. Yeah, he's a, he really is like, um, yeah, he's a, he's a <laughs> he's definitely like people don't necessarily acknowledge it that much because like Primarchs, I don't feel like are, you know people are aren't generally that scared of Primarchs. So they're Primarchs, but it's like Lehman Russ is a tough I'm Primarch. Fucking, I'm fucking, fucking scared of Primarchs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like in the very like more competitive sort of nature of the game, it's like people t- tend to take more like standoffy armies. So Primarchs are usually looked at as like a little bit more of like you have to build a list around them, and they're hard mm-hmm. to build lists around. So you don't. That's see the thing like, is, but Lehman Russ is really hard hard to stop. Like he will literally butcher ninety percent of the characters. Like the only character I can think of that I think would statistically beat him, aside from maybe Magnus because he's broken. <laughs> is um is Horus. Yeah. And, and even then, like it's still not uh it's, it's definitely like could it's like probably a fifty five to forty five percent chance sort of thing, you know, like on which end? What's that? On which end? Like Horus probably has a slight advantage, but like really Russ could totally fuck him up if yeah. He's really powerful. I yeah. guess yeah, because you just need to get Russ really just need I mean um, Horus needs to hit, hit on him. fives, yeah. and that's the big thing. And then Russ, but the thing is that Russ hits like a brick shit house. Like a lot of people don't understand in Primarch <coughs> fights. Like you hear a lot of arguments about the Math Hammer Primarchs. A lot of the reason the Primarchs, the Primarchs who win, a lot of the times the reason why they win is because their weapon skill is higher than the other Primarch. 
So hitting on a three, the difference between that yeah. is so big. Like, and, when he, and he goes to weapon skill 10 when he charges. He wouldn't because yep. he's not Legion of Stardews. No, he has the rule that does that. Really? Yeah. Jesus. He has all of the space surf rules. He has the one where he's got acute senses, um, uh, the yeah, plus one. Yeah, he's got it all. He's a beast. And I'm yeah. looking forward to talking about uh, our next Primark in my hobby section where yeah. we talk about another Primark that's now rivals. <laughs> yeah. Russ for rules. Yeah. So, yeah, I placed it that. I'm probably going to get Russ for the army. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, it's been too, right? Like, yeah. You, you just this flowing hair. You, that's what you really want to. Awesome that's what you really want to paint, right, Tails? Yeah, that's true. I do want to paint his flowing hair. But yeah, so the wolves have been going good. I've been really gelling on them. Um, I don't care. It's really funny to see people's faces when they when you're like, oh yeah, I'll just take these bottles off the table and not like bat an eye. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, why doesn't he care? Because only four of them need to get you. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. That's one yeah. of my – I'm so pumped that you're playing Wolves, man, because, like, I really, really want to do Space Wolves and Sons of Horus games because I've always thought they were, like – they're, like, a cool pair-off. It's, like, they're both kind of, like, savage, like, close-range fighters. Doing, like, like, a ZM game, too. Oh, that would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. I just – boom. Yeah. Did you get a half-jab there? Is that what Yeah, that? I certainly did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to get some breachers for them as well because I think that they'd be gross with, breachers would be gross with them. Counterattacking breachers. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Super well, that's that's what Ashen's like main core of his wolves is based around is usually yeah. he bases breachers. them around breachers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. Well, I'm just jacked that you're as jacked about this new army and, you know, compared to being all poopy about Raven Guard and you know, I think this is way more suited to my to, to me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Happens. Happens. I, I'm not subtle and I'm not sneaky. No. <laughs> so, so for your next projects, we know you're thinking about white scars. Oh, uh, that's already confirmed. I've already made some dealings to get so some are bikes. You, are you planning to like? Uh, I don't know. Are you planning to sort of like treat the white scars? in a different way this time where you're going to like spend more time on them and like actually put like a ton of effort into them. That's the plan. Like yeah. You really like white scars. It seems like I really like white right. scars. The only reason I did what I did is because I wanted to get it done for the event. Oh, for sure. So this and then, though, no, you'd have a chance. That, yeah. Cause I'll have another army. Yeah. I'm my plan is to, have to do it much slower. Uh, kind of take more of, uh, I guess old AJ's mentality and not just do the whole thing at once. I'm going to base code everything at once, but I'm going to take some more time. And right. I'd love to see that because the white scars are beautiful. Like And, like, it's right. really funny because I can paint actually really well. I just don't have the patience for it. Yeah, you need to – that's what you need to – you yeah. just need to dial yourself down and just try to slow yourself down. Yeah. We can just, like, strap you to a chair and, like, get those clockwork orange kind of eye things <laughs> keep them open and just hey – man, and just simple, simple one. The, that uh, – uh, I can't remember the, the company. The one that does the tape that they sell at BC Shavers. Oh, it's shoot. A, I've got Vallejo. it right here. No, uh, is it? Uh, I just bought tape, a whole bunch of it. This tape, Teo, like, for, for taping off stuff, it is next – this shit. Level, oh think. yeah, I've seen that. I used to do it when I used to do RC cars. Yeah, it, it's really good. Like, uh, 
everyone like people oh, are listening. Ever used except for well, okay, I used I, I tried to use frog. Tape yeah, it is. Once. It is Tamiya. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Tamiya tape. Yeah, it, it, it will make like any sort of like because you can do those really cool scar effects. There's, yeah, uh, there's one guy on Instagram I've seen recently, like his white scars army is just like. Oh, and he does oh! the actual scars on their face. He does scars on the like on the sometimes on the faces on the on, like anywhere on the armor that like it, it's not uniform, which makes it look way cooler. But he has like a couple dreadnoughts too that just have these like really awesome red scars, really bright, like sweet. But I'm pretty sure he must use either that Tamiya tape or he's got a really good uh, t- template or whatever they're called. Right. Sweet man. Well, John, let's kick it over to you. Yes. What's, what's I don't been? Have a uh, lot. I mean, I have like way less than you, anyways. Well, I just, I kind of went you off the. American fools. I I got crazy I, this past crazy. week. Yes. Happens. Happens, and that's what's gonna. It's just gonna keep on rolling. That's what I'm hoping. Get yeah. these Alpha Legion on the table so we can do a ZM for our campaign. That's what. Yes. That's my goal. That is. Yeah. That's my first goal. It needs to be our third game, so you have a bit more time. Okay, well. But not much. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, uh, I basically just haven't done a ton. So I have been reading a couple of the books. So I I was reading Titan Death. I'm not, like, super engrossed by it. It's sort of like, it's okay. It's not bad. It's a little bit. um, It doesn't feel like it. It feels like bolter porn, you know. It's like very like, all right, lots of action scenes and not, you know, and, and it's cool. But I'm also just not that into like Titan fluff in terms of, you know, like mm-hmm. I like Mechanicum, and I like Titans as a part of that. But like, if you're just like telling a story where it's from the perspective of like a Titan princess the whole time, I'm like a little bit like, okay. So I was kind of falling off a little bit. And then Barry Dagger came out, and I've been just super excited to read this. So I downloaded it the day that it came out, uh, the audiobook, and uh, I finished that today. Um, that book's awesome. Uh, for those who don't know, it covers the fall of the Death Guard. Uh, and it's a good book. It's very... Uh, I've already told John he has to be very speci- very careful of what he says here because I want be no spoilers. <laughs> um, yeah, the only thing I w- that I'll say is it has a lot of Mortarian, it has a lot of Typhon, and it has stuff from Mortarian's childhood, which is really cool. It 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 it's a part of the fluff that I've been looking forward to for a long time. But, Specifically, uh, as John said before, with Monster Dad. With Monster Dad, yeah. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> him for that. Yeah, so it, it was good. He does though. have a Monster Dad. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a very, like, it's a brutal book. <laughs> it's definitely, like, very, like, man, you're you're just like this. Like, the idea of the Death Guard turning, like, yep, that would be shitty, but the way that they actually represent it in the book is pretty, it's pretty good. It's effective. It's like, you're like, Jesus, this is crazy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it also has some stuff about Malkador, Malkador, which is pretty crazy. Like, there is some really interesting stuff around the end, end of the book that is, like, it feels like things that have never been alluded to before and that is technically the last book of the it series is the last right? book of the horus heresy series so you're gonna just jump right into the siege books as soon as yeah. they drop yeah, yeah. I, I i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm so far behind like and but you part of me wants to, start, to just be on top you need to start skipping the books that aren't as well reviewed and just go to the good ones praetorian adorn you're almost up there yeah skip like the the side books 
Praetorian like, Dorn is a main book. Praetorian Dorn is a good I book. I need to do, like, Master Mankind. That's huge, <clears> yeah. And, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, Bane, Age of Dark, uh, uh, Slaves to Darkness. Still all these a lot, ones. considering... But that's I, not that much. That's the thing. Like, but doesn't the Siege books drop, like, next month? I don't know, do they? I think, or, I think it's April that they first start coming out. supposed to be fairly soon, but, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it, it is... I could totally be wrong, so don't listen to me. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was a cool book nonetheless. Uh, it was definitely like it starts off a little slow, but uh, I was glad I read it because it was Mortarian's a fucking cool character. Nice. So but definitely also, it has if you're a lot of ty- Typhon too. If you're in into Death Guard, it's a it's a must read. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. I'll be interested to see what Garrett thinks about it because I know that Garrett seems like he's a little picky about Mortarian stories, mm-hmm. and. Um, I'd be interested to see what he thinks about it because I actually really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it made a lot of sense. Garrett, you can send us an audio review and we will just plug it into the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, no spoilers. Was, no spoilers. Yeah. Uh, the next thing was I went down to Opus downtown, mm-hmm. uh, which is a art supply store here in Victoria, and so basically, okay. A little bit of backstory. I have been buying cheap, shitty brushes for a really long time, and I just kind of use them. And because I don't take very good care of them, um, I just have accepted that like I'm going to buy like ten dollar to eight, eight to ten dollar brushes, and that's just like how I'm going to paint because I don't trust myself enough to like take care of them. So I have been buying these brushes for a while. I've been going to BC Shavers and kind of getting these cheaper brushes, and like after basically. I've been buying them and it's like, I've been going through them basically like once, basically every, every two months I'm like, this brush sucks now. It's like terrible. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? I'm getting better at taking care of these brushes and it's not like I'm perfect at it, but I am getting better at it and they still fucking suck (laughs) and they always just like start to like not keep their, uh, their tip anymore. So I basically was like, okay, what are my options? I saw the Games Workshop brush. I was like, uh, I don't really want to order a brush online. So Games Workshop has their stupid... Just because like, you want to see it and you want to see the tip before you buy it. I miss That and I just was sort of just an option for like what I might potentially buy. So I was okay. sort of asking around. I was like, how is this brush? I know Games Workshop brushes are traditionally kind of shitty and like yep. for the fucking price, they're stupid bad. Like, I know that's kind of a thing. It's specifically the medium base coat brush that is where all your money will go down the toilet because you look at that thing wrong and and it will lose its tip. Yeah, that's a bummer. But Even uh, then, it's a great brush. So I was looking at the the higher-end ones and I was sort of seeing, like, comparisons and it was like, well, they're 35 or 36 bucks or something like that and it was like, it, at best, these things are as good as like a, a high-end Windsor Newton, and at worst, they're not that good, and they're probably not that good. They're probably not quite that that level. So, I did some asking around, and Eric, and Eric was really helpful, and he was just like, "Dude, just go to Opus and get a Windsor Newton. Like, you will, you yeah, will, dude, you will understand. Like, yeah." So, I went and bought a Series Seven Windsor Newton, and I'm kind of blown away by how much I like it. Like. <clears throat> I wanted to t- to test it out the other night. Like I, I've kind I kind of used it on my uh, <clears throat> my domitars a bit. But what were you using it for? But like, you know, I was do- I was doing a little bit of dotting the eyes, but I I, w- I I I think I ended up getting it pretty late into those, so I didn't actually get to use it much on them. And then the stuff that I was using it for was just sort of like not super 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 detail work. So, um, I 
wanted to see how it would look if I did like a reaver with this thing and like mm-hmm. in my new red scheme. So did this reaver, <coughs> sprayed out the reds on it, and uh, I just did the trim and the and like the base coat on the eyes, but it was like. Holy crap! And just like went, a, it's just like, a huge difference. So it's just it, easier. It keeps, it keeps its point. It's easier. It keeps its point better. It holds way more fucking paint. That's the thing I love about them too. They hold paint. They mm. do. Yes. Do you have any? I know you both. of You guys oh, now are really? the ones that. Yeah, have I have these too. And, oh yeah, yeah, I got dude. You need to get these. This these will. I'm actually really blown away that you don't have these. So <laughs> there. This will for especially for how good of a painter you are and how you like to paint. Like yes, you should go get at least one or two of these. So like, and they're and they're. Series, well, I know it's the series seven. Series seven. Don't new get ones. the miniature series. Though. I know that. I've been yes. Yeah, so that's been hammered into my head from miles from Age of Darkness. Yeah. But it, like, just what kind of do they I have? I got the series seven, mm. and I got the point. I think it's a point one. Okay, and I'm finding it like awesome. It's Sweet. good, really good for detail. It's not so tiny that it's like useless for other things. Right, it's good for. That's the thing I like about them as well. They, they're, 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 their point is fine, so you can do detail work. But they have such a belly on them that you can continue to do the belly work, uh, the uh, detail work over and over and over again. Right. Well, apparently, that's a big part of their like. The sable or whatever it is. Yeah, sable series. I've heard of those as well. Because it's so much finer, it can hold way more paint. Okay. So I can just keep painting trim for. It it feels like it's twice as long as a synthetic brush, at least. One hundred. Yeah, it is. It's funny you say this because actually, I, you know, here I've got this little jar show me, and this show was me your best detail brush no brush. these are all discarded yeah. Tay, i've got a, i think you left a whole bunch of brushes here as well which i've just put into this because they're yeah. pretty busted up but it's like just counting i already threw out gw brushes before i moved here and just like this is over a hundred dollars right here yeah of brushes and GW brushes a lot of the gw like ones i'm just like i've I love the shape of the medium base, and I love the size of the small base. But they just—they don't—they just don't last, and they're exactly they're an actual. They are a objectively bad product, and I've heard people say that they think that they're good, but the people who seem to know what they're fucking talking about always, they always talk say about they're these terrible. Brushes. Like, well, then, yeah. Everyone always says Windsor Newtons are really good. Like, even yeah. listen to like, Caleb at uh, CK. CK, yep. like, he was talking about Windsor Newtons and how good they were, and he was talking about how they hold their tip, and you have to, like, the lick test. Like, you lick the brush, and if it goes back to its tip, <clears throat> I, like, admittedly, I've only used the thing for, like, maybe six sessions. Yeah. But that tip is still fucking perfect so. well it's i've kind of had the same mentality as you where i've just been you know kind of afraid to drop well, 30 bucks I ruin and i ruin these things but you know i i think you're right i think i just need to bite the bullet and and buy one and I, try it i out. just have it and i'm like i keep it in my mind this is a windsor newton brush i'm gonna treat this brush really well yeah. and i'm reminding yeah. myself and i'm not forgetting like because i have a problem where sometimes i've like left out brushes i forget to clean yeah. them and stuff like that but i'm not do you have brush cleaners i was about to say i, I need to not. get some of that you you've got some in that yeah, pack, I, right? Like, yeah. And honestly, like, the big thing about the Windsor Newtons is they're very easily repairable. So, like, say, say you, John, if you do forget to put, clean it. Yeah. The next day, run some water, run some water on it, kind of just, like, work it in a little bit. Then you start to roll your brush into, like, the brush cleaner, the yeah. puck, and work that in, let it set, rinse it out, Lick it, you'll have your tip back again. 
That's awesome. And that's the because thing I heard from people. Like they say that they they've gotten Windsor Newtons that they thought were people thought were ruined and then they just like put it in brush cleaner and it like it's a like ten year old brush and they're like, Yeah, it looked like brand new. Yeah. <laughs> what? Just that and because that brush cleaner it's 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 super good for, especially the, the brush cleaner doesn't work super good on the synthetic brushes, but on the natural hair ones, it works really well because it's actually okay. the same components you put in like beard waxes and beard oils. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. So the, the Windsor Newton series, it's all natural fibers where I'm assuming all the GW stuff is all synthetic, synthetic. crap. Yeah. 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 So the natural ones want to naturally go back to a original position. Right. Like think about the hair you have on your head. Yeah. And a cowlick. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it gives it something to, like, bind to to hold it together. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Okay, well, maybe you could have just convinced me that I should go and pick one of those up. Yeah. So, yeah, then the other thing was uh, me and you had our game. Yeah. That was awesome. Cybernetica on Cybernetica. There was a total of four Thanatars. It was sweet. <laughs> on a mechanical <laughs> table, I should, boot, I should mention. So go check that out on Facebook if you want to see what it looked like. And, um, yeah, and then the last thing is... Super hobby progress. <clears throat> I woke up on a Monday morning to be delighted by the rules for the Red Angel himself, Sanguinius. Mm. So I was going to maybe have a little little bit of a talk about that. Sure. I think he's pretty awesome. Sure did. <laughs> maybe, so have, have either of you read his rules closely? Not closely, no. I, no, not at all. I've been waiting for you to basically tell me why <laughs> so, he's so good. <laughs> so Sanguinius is pretty cool. So... Um, I think before you could probably make you could probably make the assumption that Angron was the hardest hitting Primarch on the charge. Uh just between like rage and Yeah. It's being strength nine, weapon skill nine and his high initiative and all that stuff. And he's got murder strike, you know, he's he's a he's a monster. He's definitely like the the charge primarch. Um, yeah. I feel like Sanguinius has, has dethroned him by, like, a pretty big margin. So Sanguinius is is pretty awesome. So he's uh, he's 485 points, so you know he's a big boy Primarch. He's, that is he's, a big boy Primarch. He's, he's 40 points more than Russ, so you know they're getting serious when, like... Yeah. yeah. As um, we just talked about how serious Russ is. He literally has the exact same stat line of Russ, which it's very funny because, like, his rules... I was right about so many things that I have assumed for, like, the last year. His stat line is exactly what I thought it was going to be. And, I, and I'm, I'm definitely, like, I'm a little surprised at how eerily correct I was about that. So oh, I'm, I'm not going to give Russ. you a hand job for your, your thinking that you were correct. So he's, uh, he's the same stats as Russ. So here's the crazy thing, though. So I'll, I'll, I'll list out the stats really quick. So he's weapon skill 9, he's ballistic skill 5, he's strength 6, toughness 6, wound 6, initiative 7, attack 6, leadership 10, save 2 up, 4 up. So he has a bunch of other bonus rules. So uh, one of the big things is that the turn that he charges, he gets three rolls and vulnerable save in close combat. Okay. Um, he also gets plus 1 initiative on the charge. Um, and sorry, so what was his initiative again? Seven, so seven. it goes up to eight yeah, on a charge. Okay. Yep. Um, <coughs> so he has a bunch of other crazy shit. So <laughs> I wish we could see John's face pack, right now. If you play a jump pack army, he allows every model with a jump pack to use the jump pack in both movement and assault. That's big. He That's himself big. also does this, so he moves faster than any other primer. Yeah. 
like people are complaining because he can't fly, but like it doesn't. Well, matter. no, I'm glad he he's not. If he was a flying monstrous creature kind no, of no, thing, no. it wouldn't work. It like wouldn't it's work. better it that he and, and he can vector strike. He can vector strike exactly so, right. Yeah. So yeah. So another really crazy thing. So. uh Oh, I'm sorry. It's not on the charge. It's on the first turn of any combat. That's what it is. So, Sanguinius Blanket rule. On the first round of any combat, he's plus one initiative and plus one attack. So that means when he charges, he's not just plus one attack, he's plus two attacks. So his six attacks goes up to eight attacks on the charge. Jesus. He also has a strength 10 AP2 Hammer of Wrath from his wings. I did hear about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he has a one use uh, pistol, which is assault two, uh, strength eight, AP one. Surprisingly, not Melta, but uh, it's an it's an Infernus pistol, essentially a jacked up Infernus pistol. That's one not use, Melta. Two shots, huh. not Melta. Strange. And then um, yeah, so one of the coolest aspects about him is that he has two different weapons. So he can take. There's a weapon that he took at Cygnus Prime, the sword of Valen, um, of uh, and Carmine. So, this thing's pretty great. I feel like, so a lot of people are really into the spear for its its rules. Mm-hmm. I sort of think that the sword is the sleeper. I think the sword is going to be the one that is the more practical. I think the, option. yeah, I think aesthetically, I think the spear it is looks way co- better. Way agree. better, yes, but. I do agree. But that's in what terms magnets of are rules, for people. Uh, the sword is plus one strength, AP2, melee, rampage, shred. Mm. So. Remember how Magna or how, uh, yeah, how Sanguinius has eight attacks on the charge? So with Rampage, is a potential for eleven attacks on the charge Jeez. plus a strength ten hammer of wrath. This guy hits so fucking hard, like, yeah, <laughs> he's a beast. Um, so that's really good. Uh, I think that's going to be the more popular one because it's like it's strength seven base uh, with his strength, and it has shred, which is really good. Yeah. Rampage has way more utility than um, not having Rampage. Um, the, spear is, <laughs> <laughs> the spear is really good. So the spear, the spear is very focused around getting the charge. Here's the thing. This is the weakness of the spear. So uh, it is strength uh, plus three on the charge, not on the charge of strength user. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's AP one on the, on the charge. It's AP two not on the charge, which is not a big difference. That's mm-hmm. mainly armor, right? Um, it's instant death, which is fucking crazy. That's a very scary, like any mm-hmm. Primarch that has instant death, it's terrifying. Currently, the only two Primarchs that are just like flat instant death are Alpharius and Mortarian. And, Mortarian, and they're both lower strength Primarchs. Mm-hmm. It's one of my big things with Mortarian that I keep trying to like tell us, explain, explain to these like Forge World rule writers when I like uh, email them is like make Mortarian plus two strength because his, his lowest strength is like he's instant death but his, low, his lowest strength is just like a little bit too low mm. but like with uh, Alpharius it makes like a little bit more sense actually is does his uh, is he just strength six I can't remember uh, give me they're, one both, they're both strength six yeah, because Mortarian strength seven with the with the actual blade, but yeah, yeah, totally. So, you know, lower strength Primarchs, but they also don't necessarily have a ton of attacks. Mortarian has like five, I guess. So that's okay. Not it was bad. correct. Okay. Yeah. So 
This fucking guy on the charge is getting 8 strength, 9 AP, 1 instant death attacks, and then I strength, 10, 10 hammer of wrath. The reason why I think that it has less utility is because um, it's lower base strength in the second round, and I don't know that the... Oh, the other... Okay, there's actually one more bonus to it. This is, this is where I'm kind of curious to see how it balances out. It has a rule where when you roll 6s to wound, it gives you an extra wound. Mm. Versus... The blades um, shred, oh, okay. which is like that's that's kind of what I keep forgetting. So it'll I don't know. They're both really good. It's kind of hard to say. I, I think that the the spear will definitely situationally be way more powerful. Like if you're fighting against any monstrous creatures, like my cyberneticalist is going to be fucking terrified of singling. Well, when demons come run. out, it's going to be like, totally. oh, you have your creator demons? That's cute. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it, basically, the end point is he's ridiculous. Uh, I got excited and, like, I've been waiting for Sanguinius for a I while. I got excited. I got up. I left Dino in bed, just went in the bathroom <laughs> and just beat off while reading these rules. <laughs> I, I get really pumped up whenever they do a new, new Primarch, but Sanguinius has sort of been positioned in the fluff as, like, the second to Horus. Well, it's also just like one of the ones that is just everyone seems to have been waiting so, on. Yeah. Like it's iconic. It's so iconic. He's so iconic. It's very yeah. iconic. But he's also his position in the fluff makes you want to see his rules because he's supposed to be just a, a bad fucking yeah. monster. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really cool. The rules live up. I did a bunch of like combats. I have not ruled them out against Russ. I currently am. I currently think that with. I think that he needs the sword to beat Russ. And I think if he so uses too. Uses the spear, he's at a disadvantage because his initial con. Like normally, when he's like in combat with another Primarch, it seems like his most of his wounds come off the first round because he has like plus two attacks. Mm-hmm. He's going to get the charge because he's faster. Yeah, and then um, he's just doing a huge amount of initial damage. And with the spear, it's like really fucking brutal because any any Primarch aside from, aside from Dorn, he's winning on two. So he's like. Hitting on threes against every Primarch except for Russ. Mm-hmm. Literally every Primarch except for Russ. Oh, and Angron as well. <laughs> and then he's wounding on twos against every single Primarch. So he's just, like, generating so many hits and so many wounds that, like, you're probably going to take a minimum of two wounds, no matter who you are. And if you're, like, Mortarian, you're extra fucked because he doesn't care about your high toughness. I rolled him out against Mortarian. He killed him in two rounds without taking a wound. Yeah. And then I rolled him out again, and he killed Mortarian in four rounds and took three wounds. So, yeah, he's pretty much a super badass. I I rolled him out against Horus. Uh, Horus took four wounds and one, but he was down to two by the time he he won the fight. Um, I rolled him out against Scoria three times. He beat Scoria twice, and in both of those fights he had taken, like, Three wounds, I think. And then the third time, Scoria beat him, but he had one wound left. Okay. So he, he's he's really scary. Um, mm. Yeah, because yeah, I was just thinking about it. If he wouldn't, that turn he'd been Russ fight, uh, he'll still be hitting Russ on fives. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be, that's the hardest the thing. Higher initiative, which won't matter at that point because it doesn't mean mm. anything. But yes, he'll be hitting him on fives. So it's interesting because I think Russ. Uh, Russ is obviously very focused on challenges, but yeah, Ru- Russ may may take this slight edge in terms of like one on one primarchs, like the math hammer between them. Uh, 
we all know that Magnus is the best Primarch. <laughs> like when if you give him Biomancy, he's just statistically so much better than every other Primarch. There's no point in comparing it. So yeah. I just want to put that out there because I'm not like factoring him in because like everyone knows Magnus will win everything because he's like toughness thirteen or something. <laughs> because he, he's like end up being strength nine, toughness nine. Yeah, exactly. With like seven attacks and feel, four plus feel the pain. So, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, that is uh, my hobby progress. Well, I'm jacked that we're all jacked right now. All of us are like super stoked and invigorated. Teo, uh, you've definitely crossed out your part of shame, which is getting motivated into the hobby. So you can <laughs> count that off. It's like we're all super close. John, you just have your terrain to finish. Yes, two buildings. For uh, the shame, you've got to finish your last 20% of weathering, and then I've just got to do the Dreadclaw Magnetize, one last one, and uh, a couple bases. So I think, I think we're all going to make gonna... it. Yay! So start thinking about what you're going to do next quarter. I already know. All right. Well, then uh, I will start thinking about what I need to do. <laughs> I've been tossing it around. I've got so many things that I want to throw in there, but I don't know over... Well, myself, so we'll see. All right, the tossing so of the salads? The tossing of the salads and the brain stews. Mmm. Mm. Mm. Ooh, you touch my tra-la-la. That's for you, John. All right, so we will be back to talk about our favorite special characters. My ding-ding-dong. And welcome back to that frothy yet girthy uh, hobby shame moment. Yeah, that was uh, that was deep. Frothy. That was deep. <laughs> frothy. We had, we had some Primark talk. We had some, you know, health mm. and uh, and diet talk. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was full we're on. a very we're of a diverse gaming group. Yes, diverse and just you know, it's not all about the hobby. You can't just. Yeah. You know, you need to learn stuff about life while you come and listen to the boys of Golden Throne. Come to the Bod GT. Learn about life. <laughs> Next week, we're going to talk about doing your taxes. No. <laughs> Remember, with your tax return, spend it on air. That should have been in my hobby, hobby progress. I did my taxes. I did last year's taxes, too. I feel like a new man. A new man? You're going to get a fat return? $56, baby. Oh, don't spend it in Forge World, then. It's not going to go far. No. I've got half an assault squad. <laughs> All right. So we are here to talk about special characters. And special characters. And not just any special characters, but our personal favorite special characters. So how are we doing this, Teo? We're well. I, I think we should. Uh, we can do person to person because we're all we're all very different in our tastes. That's true. We are, and then uh, we can talk just to give some key points of why we like the character. Um, most Heresy fans probably know a lot of the characters already. Yeah, I don't think. I think some of these people that know what we play won't be surprised. I think exactly. Some of the Mechanicum player, they're the Mechanicum characters. There's some that are seem to be unknown to some people. That's true. Surprisingly, that's true. Like, Spoilers, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Or or Solar Exilia. Yeah, yeah. 
good cover there, John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just give some key points of the special characters that we like and uh, why we like them. And then uh, we'll go to the next person. Yeah. Okay. So we each had homework to go and find three of our favorite characters, special characters. So one being a loyalist, one being a traitor, and then one that was like kind of like a wild card or, you know, one one or the other. You got your fan favorite kind of thing. So yeah. Who wants to go first? I can go first. Mine's are pretty simple. You're, well, s- simple? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Simple. All right. All right, so for my favorite loyalist is actually uh, the Ultramarines Captain Remus. Oh, yeah, I'm not, that that should be surprising. I didn't think you were going to call Ultramarines, but of course you used to play Ultramarines. So I used to play Ultramarines, and I love Ultramarines. Uh, the, my favorite thing about Captain Remus is that he's almost like a diehard, like a John McClane kind of hero. Okay. Because, like, in the lore, like... Before, while Cathal's happening, he's on his like he's like working on like farm. He's essentially on farm duty. Okay, it's just like all ultramarines managing like beets in some farm. Pretty much, yeah. So Space all ultramarines are trained to uh, know a task that not engages war. Right. Uh, and his was farming and agriculture, beet farming, beet farming, and then obviously everything goes down at Cathal, and he becomes. A hero as he is, like, no, he like rallies my everybody. My beats, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's almost this like reluctant hero about it, and like he's like in the lore, he's he's got gear, but he's nothing crazy. He's just about making sure he's using the tactics to their full advantage. Okay. Yeah. So I just really like that character that he just he's very knowledgeable and he's understanding of what's going on. And the fact that, yeah, he's a John McClane-style Space Marine character. Right on. So what do you, yeah. like, game-wise, gameplay-wise, what do you... Uh, what like I like about, about him is that he's also essentially a herald. He's a banner bearer. Okay. Uh, so uh, not to mention, like, deep striking or with, or with like around him is, like, super safe. So he gives, like, a bubble of... Uh, no mishapping. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Plus his banners are everywhere within 12 inches. Gets to use Scattered his leadership... Or- do you what? scatter or do it's just no mishaps if you scatter? Uh, you don't scatter. Oh, okay. Yeah, so then, uh, yeah, so everyone within 12 inches, I do believe, gets, like, his leadership, rerolls, failed leadership checks, things like that, because he's a banner bearer. He's nothing great in combat, but he's also really cheap as a Master of the Legion. He's only, like, 140 points. He okay. sounds like Malgarhurst for... Yeah, yeah, he kind of is like a Malgarhurst. And so, yeah, he's got, like, yeah, he's the banner bearer. He's, he's, like, nothing exceptional in combat. Uh, but he's got like a power sword, iron halo, boulder, bolt pistol. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Artificer, and he comes with artificer armor, I do believe. Okay. Yeah, but uh, he's he's just really he's a very uh, utilitarian character. And you used to run him in your um, in your ultramarines list? Uh, not in one list I did, but not you generally no. Okay. Um, generally because I was using Big Bobby G because he's amazing. BBG. Well, he's he's like he affects your army so much, right? Yeah, just but, all the buffs that he gives overall to your army yeah. compared to Remus is kind of exactly. Um, <laughs> then my uh, favorite trader is might be kind of random. Um, Amon, Amon Andraza, the uh, Ben Kingsley of the Thousand Suns. Oh, <laughs> Ben Kingsley. Yes, okay. Yeah, just literally because he looks like Ben Kingsley. That's oh. that's your reason. That's my reason. 
I think it's awesome that he just looks like Ben Kingsley. He's actually a really cool character because he uses like subterfuge and like uh, uh, using the precognition of uh, the Thousand Sons to their benefit with scout companies and stuff like that. Okay. But the fact that he just looks like Ben Kingsley. <laughs> and I'm imagining like a hilarious – like a 40K movie where like Ben Kingsley, you need to be a giant space marine. He'd be like, what? <laughs> Take these steroids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just imagining like Ben's get Ben Kingsley Instagram feed of him just getting swole just as super yeah. jacked. Just like yeah. goes from like yeah, goes from whatever Ben Kingsley puts up on Instagram, probably like lots of like pictures of tea and like Yeah. <laughs> 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 goes from like, that. Go, goes to like just like like Jim Bro pics of like showing his abs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like doing sifting salts and just yeah. Lifting huge weights, <laughs> yeah. Just getting just 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 a small ass Bing Kingsley. Jesus. <laughs> okay. So that's I mean, he does have a cool story, but I think that's just hilarious in its own regard. It's like, but I'm not gonna go into it because really, it's cooler that he just looks like Ben Kingsley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, then my wild card is Honor Telemachus. The, ah. oh, I love that character. He's awesome. Dude, his his character is aw- like the fact that he's like he's a, he's a contemporary dreadnought of a dude who wasn't even that remarkable. Yeah, he's just like begrudgingly awesome. He's just like God damn it, well, gotta do like, all this stuff, and I'm awesome now. <laughs> so the tech marine that like put him in, like the the priest that put him in the dreadnought, effed up essentially. So he never turns off. Oh really? Yeah, I know that, huh? So, <laughs> like, there's a he's like actually flying up in a ship during the like the siege of Cal. Oh yeah, it's like one of the coolest <laughs> scenes from that entire book. Yeah. No, no. And here. then, uh, yeah, the ship gets shot down, and he lands on the planet, but he's awake, so he just like gets out of the rubble as a contemptive dreadnought, and he wakes up all of the other dreadnoughts. Didn't doesn't he wake up like in the air, like falling? Yeah, he's, he never that, goes to sleep. Or he's fallen so, to this, fallen from the sky. Or yeah, it's, it reminds yeah. me of like that scene from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where <laughs> just like the whale just oh, like, yeah. suddenly appears and it's falling to the ground. It's like, oh, yeah, that's so, suck. That's, so he just shows up and he's just like, okay, I'm awake. I shouldn't be. I'm really freaking pissed off. And he just like shows up at battles and just starts wiping freaking word bearers out like there's no tomorrow because he's not like ordered to do anything he's just showing up on his own accord yeah yeah <laughs> and he's like and now he can actually take a drop pod too with and now he can take a drop pod and on the yeah. table he's totally good for a contemptor character isn't he pretty he's, isn't he a little pricey He's like 255, but he gets a lot for that. Okay. He's like, well, he's weapon skill six. He's got one more base attack. Okay. He has hatred. Uh, has traitors. hatred. Uh, okay. Uh, traitors. Traitors. Whoa. Four, okay. Yeah. He also has yeah. four hull points and it will not die, which is pretty big. Oh, yeah. yeah. And okay. He he's venerable. Okay. Yeah. yeah he's sure. venerable. I'll just yeah. I'll go back to my corner over here. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. He's yeah. You do that. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's he's tough if you compare him to a Leviathan, I guess, for the 40, 45 or whatever points, but like, he's pretty cool. And he definitely. Yeah. Only you could put him in a drag claw and he'd be real good in a drag claw. Yeah. Because he's, he's got, got he's got a a carries assault cannon. He has right? an assault cannon. I think he just has a fist of a boulder. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's something. But uh, Oh, and he also does D three hammer rats. Yeah, that too, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
He's, he's like, he makes that Emperor's Children one look like such hot garbage. Like, look at it, it still has two attacks for some reason because they forgot to update it. <laughs> they didn't update it again in the last Red Bug, and I'm just like always looking at that thing. I'm like, well, at least give it four hull points and it will not die. Like, tell him, like, no, it's just going to stay this 255-point shit knot. Like, that was the one that I think I was thinking yeah. about then. <laughs> I knew one no. of the, the named one was was a piece of hot garbage. Yeah, the Ultimate one, yeah. So he's, he's just hilarious that he just, like, he's awake. He's always awake, and he just hates that he is constantly awake. Like, yeah. he can't be shut off. Right. So that's why he's hatred and angry and just charging into things. Yeah. Because he's, he's, like, almost a little suicidal at this point. In, in rules terms, part of what makes him good is that, like, he has – so he has hatred. He has the extra attack. And, like, so I, I feel like some people don't really, like, get – okay, so if a contemptor charges a unit, if that unit doesn't have an answer for the contemptor, it's not going to do any wounds. Yeah. So – an average contemptor is going to charge. Is going to do two wounds to a squad, probably right. Unless it has two fists, then it might mm-hmm. be three. With him, the odds go up a lot higher. So it's like he'll probably, if he charges, there's a good chance he'll do four wounds. And then when they take their leadership test, they're at negative four. Right. And yeah. then he can overrun them. It's right. like yeah. Okay. So he can get into back lines and really fuck with them if you play him right. Like mm-hmm. you know this from my contemptors, right? Yeah, I always yeah. I always fuck fuck you over with my <laughs> contemptors and your back yeah. lines, like. Yeah, because yeah, because he has, I think three or four base attacks. I can't remember. I thought it was four, but it might only yeah. be three. But even with hatred, it's like it's still just like it's four attacks plus those hammer wraths. So you're probably gonna hit four times. You're probably gonna wound four times. Like yeah. So he, he's really good. Uh, yeah, and the will not die in four hull points makes a big difference because now like totally. and venerable. And venerable. <laughs> what does venerable give him again? You can force re roll the, the damage result. Oh. So if they immobilize you or they destroy you, you can force a re-roll. Right, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so he's pretty survivable. Right. And he's just hilarious because he's a begrudgingly anti. All the Ultramarines and Calf are, Cal- are John McClane's. Yeah. That book is awesome. Yeah. The whole thing is awesome. <laughs> the jo- they are the. J- the uh, <laughs> What's his name? What's the actor's name? Bruce Willis? Yeah, yeah. They're the Bruce Willis of uh, Legions. You know what's funny is, like, the Ultramarines have sort of traditionally been, like, pegged as, like, these, like, do-nothing sort of, like, people, like, like to hate on them. But the thing is, in the current lore, Ultramarines are, they are probably the most important um, Loyalist Legion. The reason why is because... When they survived at Kalth, they started building themselves back really quickly. And Extremely quickly. And by the quickly. time Horus got to Sol, or when he was able to be at Sol, or at the, the Sol system, his every single one of his legions was like pretty heavily decimated, including his own. Yeah. Like, I think the... I don't know for sure, but I think it's probably fair to say that, like, the Sons of Horus, by the time they get to Terra, are probably, like, 80,000 Marines or something like that. That's almost, like, it's pretty close to half their initial strength, yeah. and they have a bunch of damaged ships and shit like that. Yeah. The Ultramarines at this time were back up to full fucking strength. Yeah. So, And they the were reason, one of the biggest legions to begin were, with. So they were at a, probably at about 150,000 Marines. Yeah. So at their height, they had two over two hundred and fifty thousand Marines because they recruit from like seven planets. Right. Yeah, they were definitely. <laughs> so 
there is a quote in one of the books I was reading recently. I can't remember. I think it was one of the... Uh, Maybe might the be, It might have even actually been Titan Death. But uh, Dorne talking about it and basically like... Gilliman forced Horus to have to attack Terra earlier than he wanted to. So his his fleets, when they get to the Sol system, are not in... Um, they're in quite a bit of disrepair right. because they're being rushed to, to do the attack because otherwise he's going to have to devote uh, a bunch of forces to eliminating the Ultramarines. He'd have, he probably would have to focus at least two, maybe three legions to do it. Right. And it's, it was quoted Which, that even his own legion would not be able to beat them at that point because mm-hmm. they were so diminished. Which is like a big deal because we all know the Sons of Horus were like pretty... They were like they they would always position themselves to be in an advantageous position to begin with. Yeah. But like if there was any legion that was gonna be the most able to deal with any other legion loyalist wise, it was probably the Sons of Horus. Like that's kind of what they were. So right. yeah, it was pretty awesome. And even at like that, that point they they're actually, like, fuck, we can't deal with them when they show up. Yeah, exactly. They were like, <laughs> Oh, we have to get away because like otherwise we're if we have to sacrifice two legions to to this, then we won't be able to take Terra. So yeah. yeah. So, Teo, you've, like, Bruce Willis is your, like, Captain Remus, and basically Ben Kingsley is your Amen. So who's who plays Telemachus? Uh, let's... It could uh, basically be anyone, because it'd just Cruz. be... Terry Crews. Terry Crews. <laughs> 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 it's, like, always, always flexing his, like, muscle boob, his, like, armor boobs. Why yeah. doesn't my chest move? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say Sylvester Stallone. Oh, Stallone. Whoa. All right. Yeah, spy. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a giant contemptor running into Harry's uh, traitors to be like, Adrian. Oh, my God. It would be way better if he had two fists. And, yeah. and if he was a Koth contemptor. That's right. Oh, yeah. he is a Koth contemptor. Oh, no. Is this the dirty secret? Is, is he really... The quintessential Kalf contemptor. Stallone? No. That character. <laughs> oh, that is that literally like his model? Because of, uh, Maybe. We've never no. had a model. <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> All right. So, Teo, overall, you then are more leaning loyalist, which is yeah. no surprise to me. But yeah. uh, surprised, uh, well, I guess, who, who knows? This could be totally different in a couple weeks when uh, Book 8 drops. So maybe that will change. But John, let's kick it over to you and uh, throw down your list. Yes. So let's start with your. For loyalists. Yes. It is definitely. I'll take more. Uh, I like badass characters. (laughs) I like badass characters. I really am always drawn to like the most just like who's like the most sort of feared Who's like the who's most, the most just, evil loyalist character? Who's the coolest? Like <laughs> I love it because like he is this character where it's like the Imperium is not inherently good, and that's like that's the more interesting parts of the books and stuff was when they delve into that. To me, it's always like you know the Imperium is not <laughs> inherently good. They, not are, good. they are like this sort of fascist sort of like. You know, the Space Marines are not inherently a good force. Like, they're they're built for war. It's not a fucking happy universe, like, you know. But I love the idea that there's this one dude who is, like, he's a staunch loyalist, but he's not a good dude, and he's also the kind of dude who's scary enough that, like, 
traitors would be scared of him too. Doesn't he like drop a planet on someone or or like a moon on someone? Yeah, I think he uses that as a diversionary tactic at some point to drop a moon on some nice. planet, and then and then there's one planet he goes to, and it's like he finds out that they were like allied with the with the war master, and he's just like, okay, while well, they're all like shaking in their boots, like he's like standing on a podium, and he's like, he's like basically like just quietly like leaves the planet. He just like he he, he takes it over kind of sort of minimal casualties and then he's like standing on a podium and he just like drops the mic and leaves and all the all the fucking people on the planet are like yay they left us alone and then all of a sudden just like a hydro fucking nuclear device on each and one of the continents of the planet de- fucking detonates and he leaves like he's just a badass he's like the, he's like a death guard wait like hydro nukes is that like, like, is that like weed, weed nukes or <laughs> they're just like <laughs> get these fucking civilians far out. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, whoa, man. No, there are definitely more of the uh, the radiation kind. But uh, yeah, just, just cool shit like that. Sweet. Um, he is, as like, he's the guy that I used to play as my HQ for my Iron Hands. Cool. And he he's really good. Uh, really good on the tabletop. Really good, like, yeah. very, he you know, he gives a lot of buffs to your army. Very overall. appropriately costed. He's a good, he's a well-made character. His <laughs> rules are good. He's totally appropriately costed. He's not like Sigismund where he sort of feels like too good, you know, like for his points. He, he is a really well-made character. And I love that he's tough as five because he just doesn't get instantly yeah. by fists and crap like yep. that. Like, so yeah, he's awesome. And then uh, my favorite traitor character, I, you know, if we're not factoring in Primarch, obviously, which we are, uh, is is definitely Scoria. Uh, obviously, I mean, that's not going to serve. Yeah, that's not going to surprise. Surprise, The Xana. The there's not a ton written about him, right? There really isn't, uh, other than sort of his general thing, which is a lot of tied in with the Xana lore, and I just think the Xana lore really it's super is. Awesome. It's just. It's some of the best lore in the entire heresy. Like, I really think it's in like the top five percent of lore in the, in the black books. And it's of all really, the black it's books. really good. It's like super entertaining to read. And it's it's awesome. It's very imaginative. But him as a character, he's just badass. I love the idea that he's just got this like fucking scepter that's like <laughs> called a U-turn or like what is it called? Like a it's the tuning fork, right? Yeah, the tuning fork. It's like a what is it called? The Voidian scepter. <gasps> it's just like. Sorry, continue. It's just, um, yeah, just just like pulls things out of existence, so it's got ridiculous fucking lethal rules along with it. It's awesome. And then he's also the guy who, like, builds the demon engines, so, like, all the stuff, like, for those who don't know, Xana is the Forge World that, that is basically Forge Worlds as a company. Forge Worlds, <laughs> Forge World is... Uh, all the stuff that they've released that are de- demon engines, they all come from this one forge that's at the center of the Eye of Terra, Terror. And so that is Xana. So all this stuff is from Xana, all yeah. the, like, the demon engines that you see from Forge World, which is like a really awesome detail. But the other awesome detail is that Xana isn't located in the Eye of Terror. They somehow moved Xana like, to the other side of the galaxy, which definitely gives you some cool... like. They got some more shit up their sleeve. Yeah, the totally. Yeah, so really cool. Um, I uh, I think we we can't also. T- there's no way we can talk about Scoria without talking about the model as well. Of just like, oh amazing. my god, it's, it's like, 
not only when I saw pictures of it, I was like, wow, that's totally different than what I was initially expecting. I was immediately like, I don't care that I'm a loyalist. Like, I eventually will buy that model just to paint it. Like, it's so, or maybe I'll do some crazy conversion to do. No. No, just, yeah. <laughs> John's face was so straight-faced there when he said that. Um, but, Fuck off, everyone. Scory is mine. <laughs> I'm definitely like the fucking kid who doesn't, didn't have siblings that doesn't like to yeah, share. Yeah, doesn't like to share. It's mine. It's mine. Um, but just, it, it's huge. Like, when I actually first saw it at, at Maddie's it's place, when you brought it out, I was just like, holy crap, that thing is big. Yeah, it's and, pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah, hundred millimeter tape. Yeah, and he was all. He was one of my favorite projects I've ever painted. So like, yeah, just just he is my favorite character probably in the Heresy, aside from the Big H and like some of the other primarchs. But like, yeah, that would be great. Call your poops, bud. (laughs) I really, really, really need Black Library to do a fucking Xana book, please, please. Please, Black Library. (laughs) Um, And then yeah, so my last one, I guess the wild Wild card. Um, I picked this one because he is he is my favorite character in the Heresy. He kind of always has been, um, but I'm picking him as a wild card because he has rules that are very unrepresentative unre- of how cool he is. Poopy so, rules. Poopy rules. So yeah. I've picked Abaddon. Abaddon. So Abaddon, I like him. Um, the the way they've represented him in the more recent books in the in the Black Library books for 40k. They've really put him. I, I I like it because Abaddon in the thirty K books is represented as just he's he's an asshole. He's angry. He's definitely like <laughs> he's a warrior. He's feared, but he's also just like very direct all the time. And he's like an asshole, and yeah. he's brooding, and he's like you know he's very just like he kind of just seems like a meathead, right? <laughs> and but what I like is that in the forty k books, they sort of uh, write him as his character changes a lot. Like he can he learns when the heresy goes down, he has some time to reflect, and he turns into a completely different like character. Right. Still has like those elements of Abaddon that <clears throat> you know. But for that reason, and also just because he's a badass, he's the leader of the he's the he's the leader first of the company Just-Aaron. of the Justaire. Like he's the leader of the fucking Justaire, which is like the most badass Terminators. He's always worn black. Like he never was wearing white within the Legion before he was a Terminator. Top like, knots for life. Just top knots looks awesome. <laughs> I love the model. Uh, like 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 I obviously d- the new forty K model is really is fucking awesome yes but that even, has just dropped yeah even the 30k yeah. model like i love it he i think the 30k so model is awesome then, like it's yeah. just such a good pose he like he's very like dynamic at, yeah he's just like it's very little, dominating yeah yeah and he's Which and he's, he's perfect big too like uh he's not modeled as the most sort of like thick terminator armor compared to the newer like plastics and stuff but he, he is, still looks he bigger is than modeled taller than than like, a regular Reaver, right? Or sorry, just Aaron. A little he's bit, big, yeah, yeah, he, for he sure. Like I put him, Aaron. I put him next to the uh, what? What is the what are they call the uh, Iron Hands Forge Lords? The character, oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. He's like almost like a head taller. Than yeah. That. So it's pretty cool. I like that about him too. Um, but then he's juxtaposed by just like really bad rules. So his rules are just like you know he's two hundred fifteen. He points. has taken a couple <laughs> of my. Er- 
Arc Mangos has it. So the, the biggest <laughs> the biggest bonuses to him is that he's fearless and he has weapon skill seven. And he's yeah. got a power fist, so he hit, he hits fairly hard. You know, he charges, he gets five attacks. Uh, it's master crafted. Um, you know, he's he's okay in that. He's going to hit on threes against like, uh, uh, sorry, unmost uh, praetors. Yeah, hit on threes against them. But like, otherwise, there's no he has no synergy to his rules, and he's just not worth the two hundred fifteen points. So. He's just like, you know, he's kind of in a tough spot. And also, he's just one of those characters that's super iconic to the heresy. He plays a huge role. So his his rules don't feel indicative to that. And it's not just because he's not good. It's also because there's just not enough meat to his rules. It feels like he should have more special more, yeah. rules. Well, maybe like, they'll do, like, a later heresy version. I think they him. will. I think that's there's no doubt about that. Because he's, like, right now, he's just not great. But, yeah, um... He's a cool character regardless. But, uh, yeah, I'm hoping one day we'll get, like, a four-wound, uh, four-wound, uh, Abaddon with, uh, with just Aaron as troops, and I'd be pretty happy with that, in all honesty. Yeah, that, yeah, that would be cool if he, he, he doesn't, he doesn't open that, eh? No. His, oh, this is the worst thing about Abaddon. This is, like, so, when I say his rules are unsynergistic, this is, like, the biggest thing about him that's terrible, he makes everyone within 12 inches of him the lowest leadership in the squad. So if there's a squad of leadership 8 slash 9, they're going to be leadership 8. Well, that's not good for a fucking squad of just Aaron, because not only can they not sweep you, when I charge you and you run away from me and leave me with my dick in my hand, it doesn't help <laughs> me very much. It's just like the most like, oh, just... Was that just because he's right like, in, he's a meathead? Is it's that his meathead rule? He's super intimidating. It's supposed to be like terrifying. Uh, he's very recognizable. Like, okay. He's the most probably the most recognizable, recognizable person in the league. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. So, yeah, like, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> And he was juxtaposed with Loken, right? They wrote the rules a long time ago, and you see Loken's rules, and Loken's rules are the exact opposite. There, he's an inspiring presence. But that at least is cool, right? And that totally. it, and Loken is also a better character because he has a Paragon Blade. He's only 175 points. He has a lot of like things that make him like plus one initiative for Loken. Yeah, yeah, he's initiative six. He's, and he's and okay. Abaddon doesn't have a Paragon Blade. No, yeah, no, that's so weird. That's he a, really. He has a power sword, or he has a bol- uh, a bolter or a twin leg bolter. Huh. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's, that's a little weird. So, yes, uh, Forge World, please. Please. Well, the only one there I was surprised by was uh, Atak Moore, to be honest. Uh, it's a bit of a wild card for me coming, coming from you, but you, I guess I've played, I you played against him cool, quite a yeah. bit. And, yeah, and uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not as familiar with the Loyalist characters, if I'm honest. I've always been kind of a traitor at heart, so it's like I probably pay a little more attention to them. But Autech Moore stands out to me just because he's like, his his lore is also really badass. He du- he fucking duels his own guys who, like, dishonor him. Like, he glove slaps them and then cuts their heads off. <laughs> like, that's pretty badass. Yeah. So, yeah. Sweet. All right, so I guess I will round this out. So unlike you guys, I actually need to have my 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 books here for for me to go through this because I'm not like you guys and can just absorb all of these rules. But uh, for my loyalist, um, I went. I was I was thinking about going with uh, with Autech more, but uh, I ended up going with another Iron Hands special character of Casterman Orth. I just uh, this is the character that you throw into a tank, and he. 
uh, gives plus one. He gives them Tank Hunter, right? I think yep. that's... And then uh, also gives them a Ballistic Skill of five, and it has to be in a tank that has at least a front armor facing of 13, so he's it's going into... Does he make them a command vehicle, too? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. No, okay. but... No. It is cool, though. No, but basically, he, you're talking about, like, Spartans, or you can put them in a, a Sakaran, or in, like, um, a, a, glade, a Fellblade, or something yeah. crazy. So you're basically throwing them in there, and then he buffs that tank. But then if he eventually, like, if that tank blows up, then you put a model down, and he cool. runs around, and he's got, like, a power mall and refractor field. And, you know, he's not... Amazing, but I just like the you know that kind of game mechanic where totally. you're like you're buffing a tank, and then hey, I've got this other little character. I really to, want to see people use them in a fell blade because I've never seen it. Yeah, and be, I always thought like, oh, you know, you could make a fell blade actually all right if you have a tank under. Like. I, I think wasn't Goldie using them in um, a in his mastodon? mastodon? That sounds terrible. It's <laughs> 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 like take a terrible unit and make it more points. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. but it but it makes that uh, the melted cannonade on the front tank hunter. Fair enough. Yeah, then you know that Mastodon <laughs> also usually has a bottle of whiskey in it. So how terrible it's can true. it really be? I like the cat. So we know that Casper North is a he's a boozer. Yeah, he is a boozer. So yeah, like um, to be honest, like it's been so long, and I. I ha- I can't really tell you much, but the bottom off the top of my head, I just like chose him really much for the game mechanics, and I really just liked that extra little bit of fluff that you know he'd, he you know he's perfect for Iron Hands, like a, a character that's going to buff tanks, and Iron yep. Hands are very much a tank. You know, their heavy fluff is tank. And tank aces are awesome. In yeah. general, I love the idea of tank aces. It's cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's, he is my loyalist pick. Now, on to onto the traitors, which is something that AJ does not tread in very often, but I am dabbling now, so uh, easy one for me is I'm just going to go with, like, the one that I really know, that I, and that's uh, Dynat from... Uh, Oh, John, big oh, surprise. I, oh, oh. I maybe that's your wild card I was thinking about. No, 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 no. This is, uh, oh, we, oh, yeah, that is a traitor, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Well, okay. All right, good, good or talk. Or is he? Good talk. So, yeah, um, Armius uh, Dynat. So he's the Harrow Master of the Alpha Legion. I just, like, he's just, again, I chose him kind of rules wise he's really good rules, he's really good rules. Um, like I based a lot of my like all of my lists for my Alpha Legion whether it's like a 2500 3000 yeah. 3500 he's super he, in these lists it he, seems like yeah he's he's awesome he gives um, you know a unit deep strike that he's attached to and that they can re-roll the deep strike on, on the turn that they arrive um, you know he's got a a thunder hammer. He's got uh, like venom spheres. Like he's just—he's got a whole bunch of rules. He's just, just really awesome, <laughs> really in general. And uh, he's got an amazing base, which I am super jacked on my paint job that That's I've done for this base awesome. by adding like <laughs> five hundred skulls. I'm definitely channeling GW and just adding skulls on skulls to things for this. Uh, they're a little less corny than the GW 
esque version, but they're very they look really good. No, those are the GW skulls. Yeah, I mean like their placement is a little oh. it's like always like it's got skulls to zend in it for no reason. <laughs> like what the streets have skull like why does the street have skulls on it? It's like, like we have one skull there. It's like why do we have one skull there when we can fit four in the same place? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, like I just I, I really think that he's just he works really well. He, especially with the the all deep striking, all drop pod, like for the main list that I'm doing, I'm just use, I'm not even using his deep strike ability. Um, I just use yeah, his G- strike ability when I'm running um, Alpharius. But I just think he he's awesome. He's got an awesome model. I'm really enjoying painting him. I'm currently painting him, so it's probably why he's on this list right now. But I just think he's a, a really solid uh, all-around character. Hashtag powerful bald man. Exactly. And he's got sweet face tattoos. And, like, who, who out there <laughs> who out there that has face tattoos isn't like just a solid person. <laughs> Tell me Can't that. Can't argue with that one. Yeah, thank you. All right. So now, wild card. Uh, reach down for my uh, my other book here. Grabbing my mechanic. I just want to say before book. this happens, I agree with this choice. Ooh, thank you, John. This is the one that you thought was my trader. Yes. Okay. So I've actually never played this model. Never run them, but I think don't just don't have a model for him. Don't have a model. <laughs> this is a like a kit bash, yeah. like dream kind of model. Time. But this is Archmagos, Arnat, Satriel. Do I have that I right? Think so okay, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. So this guy is super cool. Basically, he is technically he's not a trader. He doesn't have the trader stamp, but it's definitely it's heavily implied. It's heavily implied <laughs> that he's a trader. Yeah. And he is a monstrous creature. So basically this guy has just like he's the he's the fleshless lord. So he's basically just pure robot. Doesn't yeah. give a, a care about his humanity and he, I think he's the cool, the super cool thing that I love about this guy. Like he's got cyberthergy, so he's like he's meant for cybernetica. Yeah. He's his own huge monstrous he is creature. A giant, he is like he's a giant robot. He's in an automated body. Yeah, probably. So doing like some, I've I've thought of like taking like a domitar or like an iron circle or domitar even for sure, or yeah. even maybe um, doing even what's his name uh, the forty k big ass. Duder. Um, if you said Castle, I'll fight you. No, not Castle. Not the. Belcerilus Call? Thank you. Co- yes. Oh, like, Crawl, yeah, yeah. Taking that model and doing so, and like Something. taking maybe another Automata and kit bashing that as the top instead of the bottom. But anyway, I just, the really cool thing I like about this is this one rule. And that's the emergency teleport protocol. So if he ever loses his last wound, he can basically roll a d6, and on a three plus, he like emergency teleports is like I guess immediate the remaining his consciousness off and basically denies slay the warlord to your opponent in a weird way. Like, yeah, I guess so. Like, That's yeah, yeah. It's just undying. It's really cool. I never put that together. Very much a tip yeah. of the hat to the Swarm Lord of yeah. Tyranids. But yeah, I just think that's like super cool. And just that, you know, if I was ever going to do a more traitor list, like I think it would be cool for you to do a kit bash of, of this guy just to run with Xana. OCD, it's hard. 
Why? Xana because he's not Xana? But you could just make paint him like he's just like so, you know he just it is true. It he is emergency true. protocoled to maybe a body that's in Xana, and he just like maybe he doesn't have Xana colors. Maybe he's got a couple of little things. You might inspire me to do it. Yeah, I could see that. Like just like oh, he's just a, he's just an he's not that character. He's just an arc mega. You've thing, got so. that crawl that you know you were going to use for. I wouldn't use crawl. No, I you, would use a Dalmatar base. And what would you? You'd have to think about that. I, I've seen some really good Instagram um, kit bashes. I'd be very picky. I okay. do not like bad kit bashes, and I've seen <laughs> a lot of bad Domitar kit bashes. So, yeah, I would uh, I would definitely look at it, find an Instagram one that I liked, and copy it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a good way to go, man. It's definitely a good way to go. I've yeah, got he's, no, he's very, a really cool character. A lot of the Mechanicum characters are just like so bad. They're fucking just so strong. And it's I, I don't know what like I'm not the rules guy, obviously. He's pretty um, good. He's but not like bad. I, I I don't know why we haven't seen this guy. Like I I've it's never just he, he'd be a hard cat bash, I think. But I've never even I've never I think I've heard maybe once on a podcast another Horus Heresy podcast that even her, mentioned he has playing like this a, guy. He has really weird rules. Like his big thing is that like oh he has this shield it's yeah it's fine yeah it's, it's cool like it can reflect shots back it will ignore anything except for a d d shot on a four just ignore but that's it. just cool like it's all it's these cool. all these rules that are like so different than like anything I don't think he else that we've ever seen before he must no he's got a refractor field I'm pretty sure but yeah it's just a uh, no. It's just uh, I just like chose him because I've never seen another yeah. character that's like this guy. That's his two things. That's the the big things about him that I've looked at and kind of thought that were not good. So uh, he does not have any other shield. He has no invulnerable. Okay. Um, and then he does have feel of feel of pain five up, which is good. Um, yeah, and then he's, he the other thing is like he's weapon skill three, which really hurts. <laughs> he shouldn't be weapon skill three. And he's only tapped a six, which is also odd. That's See, it's almost like he's, he's based on a Castellax by just the 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 stat line. Well, it's, even his toughness is lower than a Castellax, though. He has more wounds. But yeah. He's also only got a three. But that kind of makes sense because he's not a complete robot, right? No, for sure. He's he's interesting. He's just like one. He's very cool. I just, looking at his rules, it's hard not to look at Scoria and be like, this guy is like just a really bad score. Like. Okay, so this this segues perfectly into when I I came up with this idea that we we talk about our special characters. I reached out to Teo and I was just like, "Hey, what do you think about this idea?" And he was like, "Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'll start thinking about characters." And he's like, "You'll talk to John." I'm like, "No, I've already written John's." Yeah, and just wrote in John's little section in our show notes: Loyalist, Scoria, because he was once a good guy, traitor. <laughs> Scoria, because now he is a bad guy. <laughs> Wildcard, Scoria, because he takes fat pisses just like me. <laughs> he, has, he has a lot of the same stuff, so it's like he, he's meant to go with monstrous creatures. He has bonuses to monstrous creatures. I actually... Uh, Nobody care! <laughs> but he doesn't... He can't join squads, right? So it's like... I don't know. It, it, I just he think can, it's... He can join monstrous creatures. Oh, okay. This guy can. I feel like his toughness should just be higher. That's the problem with him. He's like he's a monstrous creature, but his save is kind of worse. And he's he's only tough with six. Is where other Archmagos can also be tough with six with the yeah yeah. It's like he just yeah, should yeah, be yeah. a little more like oomph. Okay. But he is really cool. 
Um, I've heard I've heard that he is. You can make him work. I think. Okay. He's not great, but I think you can make him work. Well, I'm not a list guy. Like I haven't searched out lists for him, but who knows? Maybe maybe he'll get a little future boost in an FAQ because because yeah. Mechanicum need it so badly, right? all right well i hope you guys enjoyed listening to our little rundown i think overall it shows where we got where we all stand teo you met you went more loyalist john you met went more traitor and i also went more loyalist so it 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 plays the funny the funny thing is is john oh no i went traitor son of a bitch (laughs) i screwed myself you have Mechanicum. There's no traitor sign on it. It's all fake news. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just going to say, John always plays likes traitors, and I always play loyalists. But in actuality, in real life, I would probably be a traitor, and he'd probably be a loyalist. Why do you say that? Well, I'm pretty chaotic, and he's pretty conservative comparatively. John, John would just, like, reluctantly put up <laughs> a good fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what legion is that? The reluctant, the reluctant like, handy J legion, <laughs> the, <reluctant laughs> the hand job legion. Uh, that was legion. That was one of the legions that got wiped out. <laughs> they couldn't cut it. <laughs> they were too soft. <laughs> you only had one really good arm. <laughs> Just one massive arm on one side and a yeah. weak little dingy one on the other. They just. They were good with bolter shots, well, you know, and and just straight on uh, arm wrestles. But once they got into combat, and just didn't work out. <laughs> just didn't work just out. Just didn't work out. All right. Well, that is it for our special characters. Now we will come back, and me and Ryan will dig into some juicy events that he is putting on in the Southern Ontario region. I think we need to message Ben Kingsley to have, convince him to get swole. Well, I'll leave that up to you. You can <laughs> hobby. That's the next shame progress. <laughs> Get Ben Kingsley swole. I need one. I need one picture of Ben Kingsley on his Instagram working out. That's my. That's my. My that's, three months shame. <laughs> cool. Oh All God. right. Well, we will be back to talk to Ryan. And welcome back to the Boys of the Golden Throne. I am sitting here with talking to Ryan from Cambridge, Ontario, who's uh, come onto the podcast to tell us about some of the events that uh, he's helping run in the Cambridge area. So, Ryan, welcome to the show. Say hi to the listeners. Thank you. Hi, guys. It's uh, great to be on the show. Right on. Well, you know, it's awesome. I, I we I heard that I should talk to you through uh, through Garrett, who's. Uh, a friend of the show and has been to some of our events and uh he started i guess coming down to some of your events recently and he's like oh you got you got to talk to ryan and he's he's putting on some awesome events in ontario so super glad that we were able to uh hook up i know it's been a a little tag between uh, you and i in the last couple weeks with my move so i appreciate you having some patience with me but uh now that we have you on the show, one thing that I, I always like to start off uh, with is get a little bit of history on like you as a gamer. So, you know, how did you how did you get into wargaming and like what has been your history from the start to eventually getting yourself into the heresy and, and, and plastic slash resin resin uh, crack addiction? <laughs> 
it's kind of been a long road. Like I started, let me think about 20 years ago, I tried to get into 40 K. Okay. Um, and I, I previously mentioned to you, I'm originally from, uh, Ohio and the, the, the local store there had a pretty toxic community. Like if you weren't the best, they would just, you'd get tabled and they'd laugh at you and nobody would offer any kind of critique or criticism or anything. It was just always just get, baby seals kind of. Yeah. Death. And it, yeah. And you'd be like, Hey, how can I get better? And they just get better. That was their answer. Okay. So it Helpful. kind of pushed me away from it. And I'd gotten into magic, the gathering. Okay. Um, yeah. And I played that for quite a long time. And then I moved and I was a very competitive magic player. And I just found that the way I want to play, I couldn't afford to play anymore. Yes, I've, um, I've heard that being said of Magic. <laughs> so I was kind of just looking for a hobby because I've always been somebody I need something to do. Like I don't really get enjoyment from video games or just laying around the house watching TV. So I decided to just to start painting. So I went to a local GW store and I it was during the heyday of 7th edition. Okay. And I picked up Tau of all things. And... I tried to play seventh edition and I was just like, Oh my God, I'm so over my head. Like this is way over my head. And this was like during like where, you know, Tyranid were playing with three riptides. And so that quickly kind of just got out of that. And I was just like, I'm not, I don't like this at all. So I was trying to find something and I'd always been an avid fan of the, the black library novels of the Cersei novels. Like I'd read, at that point, probably about 20 or 30 of the books. Oh, wow. You're super deep then. <laughs> yeah. And I was just, something always kind of just interests me. So I started like poking around and reaching out and found a couple of buddies that were interested in getting into heresy. And then it's kind of just, I jumped in head first. And well, it's I'm been, sure they pushed you right off that cliff to be, oh, yes, be one of us. <laughs> it was the, the two of them were like hardcore 40K tournament going players. Okay. And they both kind of looking for something a little different. Um, so it just, it kind of worked and we did like a, a, our own little mini slow girl league with the three of us. Oh, very cool. Um, we, we had, our initial goal was to paint 5,000 points in a year. Wow. That's a lofty goal or it would be at least for me, but (laughs) by the end of the year I was over 6,000 points. Oh, wow. Well done. So how many years ago was was this then? This was about two years ago, two and a half years ago. And now I'm sitting probably close to 9,000 points. Wow. And which uh, Legion are you playing? Death Guard. Death Guard. Okay. Yeah, pretty uh, – I, I kind of tinkered with someone. Like initially it was between Word Bearers and Death Guard yeah. and, Sal- and Salamanders. And I couldn't figure out how – like I don't like the scalloped flame of the Death Guard – or of the, the Salamanders. Salamanders. I wanted to do more of like a realistic fire. And I couldn't figure out how to do it to where I liked it. So then it was between Death Guard and World Eaters, or sorry, Word Bearers. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I was reading First Heretic, and it really made me hate the Word Bearers by the end of the book. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. I, I had the total opposite where I read that and I instantly wanted to make a Word Bearers army. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, I guess Death Guard it is. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's that's awesome, man. And it, so I'm assuming you um you were then getting deep into the the plastic kits to make most of your troops and and uh, You know what? I was I was lucky that when I 
first got in, it was right kind of when Calificate was coming out. Yeah, perfect. So it made getting into this game a lot more affordable. <laughs> and let's hope we see another one of those boxes at some point or a repurposing. I awesome. agree. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's really prohibitive for new players. Like we, we try to get new guys and new blood into our area and it can be pretty cost prohibitive. Yeah. When, when those boxes were widely available, it was a uh, pretty easy, easy sell. You know, it's w- definitely one of the best valued box sets I've ever seen GW put out, but uh, let's not get too far down that, that nope. road. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm the same, the same way, you know, that's when uh, I got in just before Calf. Uh, I started collecting my Mechanicum, but uh, as soon as Calf dropped, then I was like, okay, now I'm I'm fully going to go Legion, because at that point, you know, going Mechanicum, all Resin Forge World was in some ways the cheaper option, and as soon as the, the plastic boxes dropped, then it was like, okay, you know, the Legions are wide open, and, you know, not that much more expensive, depending on how you build your army <coughs> than... Uh, than going just a regular G-Dub army. But let's not get too too crazy to that. Um, so that's awesome. So, you you, you know, you got your 6,000 points painted in one year, which is like I'm just going to give you a little golf clap for that. Well done. Um, so then, you know, obviously you've you've gotten into the, the event scene. So how did that kind of build, did that kind of – blossom out of your your three-man slow growth league um what it actually was is uh, another guy that's he doesn't really come to our events as much anymore he tried to put on an event okay. and it ended up just getting six people and it was just going to be like a little campaign in a day and it worked but he just was like i this is way over my head he's like i have no interest in continuing to do this and i was like i don't want to see it fail like i'm one of those right. people that when i get in, into something I, I like i said i jump in the deep end like i so i was like you know what i'll take it over um and we went from that six man and then our second event we had 16 people wow Where, so what was the the cause of uh the jump in the numbers do you think um, part of it was the, well, the, the guy that did it, it, he just didn't push the events. Like it was just kind of, okay, I know these guys play and these guys play. Do you guys just want to get together and play for the day? Okay. It wasn't really where, promoting it and trying to gather new people. Nope. Gotcha. Where I kind of, I made the Facebook group. I reached out to st- like a, sh- a couple of different shops in the area and I really just kind of to pushed it because I was like, you know, I want this to succeed. I want you know, if I'm going to spend all this money on this hobby, I want it to grow and I want people to play with. Yeah, totally. So well done, we, sir. I, thanks. <laughs> not, was, not everyone has that, uh, in them. So, uh, well done. Well, it was, to it, help it was the a community. little bit of a fiasco. It was a little fiasco though. Like I'm not a rules writer. That is not my, my strong suit. Like I'm, I'm good at the organizing, but so then I reached out to a couple different friends that we actually, we call ourselves the, the council of Terra. Okay. <laughs> um, and we run the events. There's, there's five of us. Um, my friend, Adam, Mike, Matt, and Ollie. Shout um, and, each yep, each person like Matt writes all the rules. Um, Ollie is I don't think he'll ever go to the point where he'll be a writer, but he's kind of like a, an aspiring writer. So he writes all of our fluff for us. Oh, so he 
Um, and then Mike and Adam kind of help out where needed. Like Adam will do some of the rules writing with Matt to help out. And, um, Mike actually is kind of in charge of prize acquisition. Okay. Or events and trying to find good deals for that. That's awesome that you've got a solid team to divide and conquer there. Yeah, it works well. It ma- it makes the daunting task of trying to run an event pretty easy. Yeah, for sure. It sounds like you and I are very much on the same page as well. I'm I am the organizing guy and and very much not the the gamer rules uh, lawyer. So uh, luckily, I've got Teo and John to to lean back on those that That's... side of things. That's good. Like I'm always asking these guys, I'm like, how does this work? Yeah. What do I do in this situation? And they're like, don't you read it? I'm like, no, <laughs> I just ask you guys. Yeah. I've just been busy for the last six months trying to put the event on, uh, not playing games, but <laughs> yeah, right on. That's awesome. So, um, you kind of, you know, from that, uh, first jump of 16, that was a, a couple of years ago, I guess now. And, and now you've been, sounds like you've been running consistent events uh in the um in the cambridge area of of ontario so is do you have now it seemed like you had jumped around for a few of your early events but have you do you still jump around depending on the size of the event or do you have one central location now that you're usually running most of the events from no, we run everything from forbes hobby in cambridge ontario um he can we can comfortably do 16 tables. Oh, that's um, a sizable sh- shop then. <laughs> probably go more than that, but it would then start to get kind of uncomfortable. Like, the way we do it now, we generally have about 20 people, 20 to 24 people, and it leaves us um, like two tables or three tables, and then we have a whole row of tables in between us and the next group so that you have a place to put all your models and rules and all that stuff on. Um, so but it's, it's civilized gaming. Yeah, it's as I call it, we're not, we're not touching butts. Uh, well, Teo probably wouldn't be a fan then of your event. He, he likes those, uh, those close touching butts events. To each their own. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to each their own. But, yeah, it, it works. I mean, there, there's no real point. Like, we just had this past weekend we were going to have a Centurion event. And for whatever reason – we cannot get Centurion to fire in our area. Like I think we had eight, eight people sign up for it. And then I unfortunately was not able to go ahead. Something come up and then another guy got sick the morning of, so they ended up having six people show up. Okay. So we've kind of abandoned the idea of Centurion for now. It seems our larger point values get a much, much larger showing. So is your meta very much more tank in like monstrous creature driven or? Yeah, but it, it's kind of it, it's funny where it's more the loyalists bring the tanks. Okay, and the traders tend to be more horde armies. Okay, interesting. Or more infantry. Like we've got we 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 have a very diverse group. Other than Iron Warriors, Death Guard, on the trader side, like we had one event where it was ten on ten, and six of the traders were either Death Guard or Iron Warriors. <laughs> so wow okay um but like we have the the loyalists we get um we we have one guy that plays white scars but he also plays blood angels 
So depending on what he shows up with, we oh, he'll be a not, happy boy in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, he went. He actually flew out to the weekender. Oh, and, uh, blew like his tax returns, Christmas money, birthday money. Oh. Sold a kidney on the black market. <laughs> sold the naming rights to a firstborn child. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so he's um, not salty at all, is he? No, he is. Yeah. He he bought the sanguineous with the sweet uh, demon sweet. base. Yeah. And he bought all like everything that they had for sale for the death or sorry for the blood angels he bought. Right on, just not not book eight. <laughs> Correct. Or but did I, he? I, might, say, I guess he pre-ordered it. Probably he did pre-order it, but he hasn't got it yet. Gotcha. But he, we pretty much. I mean, we do get everything. Like we have night lords, world eaters, space wolves, death guard, iron warriors, word bearers. Thousand Sons and our Thousand Sons guy is like the most civil human being in the world. Like he doesn't bring Sekhmet. He's never played with Ma- Magnus. Ah, like he sounds very he, gentlemanly in your area. It depends on who you play against. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but it, it's it, it's a a, um, a meta for more civilized people. <laughs> awesome. And it sounds yeah. like uh, for talking to Garrett before about your area. It sounds like you're. You know, he's he's coming up from, you know, the Ottawa area. It sounds like you guys are getting people from Toronto, from uh, some guys coming up from the state. So it sounds like you're getting, you know, a good mix of quote unquote metas coming to these uh, events of yours. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Like it's it's cool to see the different metas. I will say when we do the big four thousand point uh, schlobber knockers, falchions seem all the rage. Okay. yeah. I think we had one event. We had six falchions out of twenty people. Wow! And five of them were on the loyalist side. <laughs> how many? Uh, how many titans were there on the table? We had one warhound, um, and then I have a poor fire on. Okay, yeah. Um, but we don't actually like. I think we have one warhound in our whole group, and then we have one guy who owns a reaver. But we don't ever play a points heavy enough for the the reaver to make a showing. Right. Okay. Very cool. So yeah, yeah your your um, your next event or is is in April, and that's going to be a four thousand point. Just come at me, bro. Event. The, I guess the only limitations uh, is no Leviathan. Correct. Sure. Correct. Awesome. Correct. And we do have a couple. Um, we kind of a funny rule that we implemented, and it was partially to prevent the Leviathan. But no matter what the rules say, twenty five percent of your or the Lord of War can only take up 25% of your list total. Right. So we try to prevent like people from taking, like you can take Primarch's Chosen, but then you can't really bend the rules. Right, okay. Like, so we try to prevent like some of the gaminess, but for the most part, it's pretty much do whatever you want at 4,000 points other than uh, no Leviathan Force Org. Right. Very cool. Well, that's, that is going to be uh, a crazy event. I know that um, – What's uh, remind me of the name of the event again. Uh, it is In the Shadow of Giants, and let me get the – I think it was Beta – or sorry, Alpha Garmin 9. Okay. And yeah, the, so the In the Shadow of Giants is your event series for the entire year, correct? It, it will run all the way until we have a weekend retreat event in September, and that will be the culmination of the In the Shadow of Giants series. Wicked. That is awesome. So a big – so this is happening um, 
April 6th, uh, Correct. one day event from 10 o'clock in the morning till eight 30 at night at, uh, Forbes hobbies. Um, how do people get tickets or, or find out um, more information? We, well, we have the, uh, we have an event page for the, the event. And I think you said you will list it in the show. Yes, notes. I will definitely uh, link that in there for sure. You can search it up as well. Um, I also try to post in all the Southern Ontario or Ontario Facebook groups. Like I post in even just Warhammer Toronto, Warhammer Southern Ontario, the horse heresy groups. We have a, a horse heresy. It's um, the horse heresy in Kitchener Waterloo. We post our events in there. I also put them in the global events calendar uh, for people to search up. And then if you're interested, um, there's details in there, but we to just to register for it. Um, there'll be a thread in the event where you kind of just click going, put your name in there. And then once you pay your confirmed a spot and we do either e-transfer if you're in Canada or PayPal for anybody else that rather use PayPal. Um, and in the event description, there's more details on the addresses to send the, the payment for. Uh, we don't really have an upper cap. Um, I don't see us going much more than 32 people, but that would be, a, would be. a big event. 32 people with 4,000 <laughs> yeah. points, man, I want to yeah. see pictures of that event. <laughs> and we do, um, our 4,000 point, it's just two rounds and we do have a lunch break. So people have plenty of time to get some grub and play. I think uh, the rounds are three and a half hours. Nice. Okay. So nice and cushy. Yep. Awesome. Very cool. And then you you had uh, you alluded to this before your your September event, uh, which is the culmination. You wanted to talk a little bit more about that event, correct? Yeah, it's uh, going to be September thirteenth through the fifteenth. Um, it's up in Markdale, Ontario, which is kind of about an hour away from Toronto. Um, we have a, a retreat place that we've rented out, um, barring we get at least fourteen people signed up. Right. Um, and it will be a Friday evening, all day Saturday, most of the day Sunday. It'll be all your food will be included, lodgings included, and hoping to have some pretty awesome swag bags and nice, man. Uh, some prize support. And it will be – it's not going to be ultra formal. We're, we're trying something different with this where – there'll be an overarching story arc for the whole weekend. And depending on what style of game you will play, will earn you campaign points. Okay. Uh, And then we're going to also do like a a map campaign where each table will be a planet. Yeah. And the traders and loyalists will be fighting over control of the whole, the, the whole system, the, whatever the, the beta garment system. Um, and it, you'll be kind of free to play whatever point level you want versus whomever you want, however you want. So if you want to play a, an all day crazy APOC game, you can, if you want to just play a bunch of like zone mortalis or centurion or frontline, it's kind of free to play who you want, when Very you want, cool. how you, that sounds awesome, man. You just kind of choose your own adventure for the weekend. Yeah. And it's, um, let me get the details, but I, before I start spouting off <laughs> about pricing, um, you can pay now. Like we have registration open. Um, we do, like I said, we do need 14 people to make it fire and we can theoretically accommodate up sky's the limit on the amount of people. It just, the more people we get, we're going to need some citizen soldier help for tables. Yeah, of course. Uh, so if you pay, now until June 1st, it's 250 bucks for the weekend. Oh, wow. That's really reasonable. 
And then if it's after June 1st, the price goes up to 300 for the weekend. Okay, cool. Um, and the food will not be, it's not going to be like cheap hot dogs and stuff. It's going to be, <laughs> we're hoping Saturday night to potentially have like a steak dinner. Ooh, nice. Um, and then it's, there's some other details in there. It's definitely worth reading through. I don't really want to mention it on the air, but um, it'll be pretty laid back. Like I said, there'll be Depending on the the attendance, the prizes we have some ideas, some pretty crazy prize ideas. Right, and the more uh, people that come, the more more uh, prize supporters mo- most likely to appear. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So I mean, we get twenty plus players. The prize support's going to get pretty good. Nice. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, that sounds amazing. Like I, I'm now wishing that I was getting back to Ontario more often to come and check out one of these events, especially. Uh, that weekend event sounds awesome. Can you, sorry, remind me of the date in September when that's taking place? Uh, I mean, it's September 13th through the 15th. 13th through 15th. So that, I, be, I think that's the same time as uh, War Games Camp, right? It is, unfortunately, the same weekend it as their the camp. Okay, gotcha. But it's ours is cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> and closer for a lot of people. And closer for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, just for our, our normal events, we we charge 30 bucks, um, and we try to do some pretty decent prize support. Like it's changing a little bit with the the scarcity of the, the horse heresy boxes. Um, we used right. to give away uh, up to two, like a, a Betrayal of Calth and a Burning of Prospero. We would break it out and give that away as prize support. Yeah, that's what we used to do a lot at our, our first uh, few events when those were abundant we're trying to get the community into titanicus and our uh, forbes hobbies actually has a few of the grandmaster boxes left like oh, they wow. he ordered everything in and for whatever reason it never really took off so we've been buying up the grandmaster boxes and using those as prize support okay um, so people are thinking about getting into titanicus part of our prize support is titanicus um it's pretty awesome for most of our heresy players are starting i would say a good half of our players have have jumped into titanicus here locally in victoria so it's fantastic yeah just start chumming the water man that's that's yeah. what you gotta do <laughs> and you know once all the like we still have uh some we i think we still have a one horse heresy box left um so that'll get added in at some point we also have a, a renegade night box, so at some point some knights are going to be prize support. Nice. It's kind of all over. We give away some gift certificates to the store. Uh, I know one of our events we gave away a bunch of um, objective tokens, so we try to vary it up. Okay, very cool. That sounds awesome. Like, hey, you know, not only every you know it sounds like you've got a good group of of gentlemanly players there, and uh, and also you know good good price point for a, a one day event and uh it sounds like there's a lot of prize support to go along with it so all yeah, we, uh, all good things yeah that's uh like i said every just about every event we get 20 plus people so we're doing something right <laughs> well i hope i hope with uh you know uh, some of our listeners in your area that maybe haven't heard of your events hopefully uh you'll be able to get a a few more um to coming to your events and i would love to uh have you on after uh after the four thousand point event or the september event again and here get a little rundown and hear how it all uh played out 
Yeah, I'd love to. Anytime you guys want me on, I'd uh, I'd love to. It'd be fun. Right on. And so you've got, I know you've got a few other events uh, lined up. Did you want to shout out, uh, you know, maybe some people can't yeah. hit the April one and September. They're already going to uh, War Games Camp maybe. So what other uh, events do you guys have coming down the pipeline? So May 25th, we have a, just an open gaming day. Um, we're kind of trying to experiment with some just to, to try and get all the heresy nerds together to, to battle it out. And that is, um, we don't charge anything for the open gaming day. It's kind of just show up, play who you want, however many points you want, do whatever you want. It's just yeah. uh, an excuse to get everybody together. Nice. Um, June 22nd, we have a 2,500-point front line with no Lords of War. Okay. Um, and that'll be the same. It'll be the 30 bucks, and there'll be good pie support and whatnot. Uh, July 27th, we're running a Titanicus event, but we're going to try, uh, air quotes, skirmish size. Um, we haven't settled in on a points value, but it probably somewhere around a thousand to 1500 points. Yep. Uh, April or sorry, August 17th is another open games day. Um, September 13th through the 15th is the weekender. And then November 16th, we have a 3,000 point front line bring all takers, you know, Lords of War are allowed and whatnot. And then December 17th is going to be a full scale Titanicus event. Nice. Awesome, man. Well, you guys are very busy. I commend you with the, uh, the amount of events that you're, you're packing in in a year. It's, uh, as as someone that runs events, I can just uh, I can just bow to you, sir. So well <laughs> I appreciate <done>. it. Appreciate <laughs> it. I know how much goes into them. So uh, yeah, I I wouldn't be able to do it or couldn't do it without my uh, with the the con- the council tarot with my 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 um my partners. It would not be doable without them. Right on. Well, it, shout it, out to those guys exactly. for sure. Well, dude, I just want to say thanks for uh, for coming on to the show and uh, really glad that Garrett uh, put us in touch. So thank you, Garrett. And uh, yeah, if you want to come on and uh, chat with us, uh, you know, once uh, one of the events is done. Is that, that's me. I hit snooze on the timer that I set when we were talking 45 minutes. So sorry about that. Listeners. No, it's all good. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks, uh, thanks a lot, and I'd love to have you to come back on and talk about uh, one of the events once uh, they're down, and um, you know, send me any pictures, and I'd love to uh, to forward those on, and you know, see some yeah. of these big four thousand point uh, games. And, uh, everyone likes seeing those, right? So. Yeah, they're fun. It's there's something special about bringing all the the big guns to the to the table. Bring out the toys, right? Yeah, this this one I'm actually. Uh, getting a little ambitious on myself, but I've decided to almost build an entirely different 4,000 point army. Oh, wow. Okay. So what are you working on? Um, I actually just finished a Sakarn Venator. Okay. Um, and then I'm doing three laser vindicators, uh, a 10 man last tannin team, a 10 man rocket launcher team, oh, a wow. siege okay. breaker and a master of signals. And this is all death guard still. All Death Guard. So just, you know, I, just pumping I've, up that force. <laughs> I've, I've dabbled with some other forces, and I just find that I don't enjoy painting them. Like, I had a little bit of T-Suns, and I started painting them, and I was like, I just don't enjoy this. So every time I, I kick myself in the butt for picking another Legion, then I end up abandoning it. But the good <laughs> thing is all of all of it gets rolled back into the Death Guard, so That's, the Death Guard just keeps growing. Right on. Well, once you find what you love, you stick to it, man. Sure. 
Right on. All right. Well, Ryan, thanks again for coming on. And uh, we will be back to talk with uh, Caleb from CK Studios. Excellent. Thanks again. Have a great one, guys. Thanks, man. And welcome back. We are welcoming back our friends to the show, Kat and Caleb from CK Studios. Guys, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Talk to you. Yeah, it's always awesome to talk to you guys. Hear about your ongoing adventures, airbrushing the world, and traveling like uh, like rock stars. Well, I guess <laughs> you don't have the CK Studio plane yet, but. You know. <laughs> No, it we, seems like you guys are just jet set all the time. <laughs> I, I, think the I think we're just tired all the time is what it is. <laughs> it's, it's the jet lag, it, constant jet yeah, lag. Exactly, constant jet lag. Constant jet lag. <laughs> well, the last time we, we talked, you guys had just gotten back from Europe doing that amazing class, it sounded like, in the in the church and had uh you just gotten some new members on on the team and uh i think you were about to do uh uh the little mini course at uh the astronomicon at carl's place um but uh you've got i know you've got new news you've got we've got the airbrush coming down the pipeline uh fill, fill me in on what's uh what's going on with you guys well we've been having a ton of fun um since definitely since the last time we got to talk to you because if that was before the astronomicon event what a fun event it's so much fun to hang out with the guys from the independent characters crew i so i heard so, about it and i so wanted so to, to get on an airplane i just i couldn't do it <laughs> <laughs> oh well and that class that class just sold out like instantly oh, of course and there were so no many people that there. said the same thing i couldn't go there there's no way i was going to get airfare and everything before everybody else bought tickets yeah so it was you weren't the only one. That was so much fun. And it just turned out to be a great event. And Caleb actually got to share teaching that with um, Justin Kiefer, who's part of the independent characters kind of crew. He's one of their regular um, guest hosts on there. Yeah. And, of course, he does the hobby side of it. So we've all been really good friends for a long time. So getting to just go and chill out with that group of people was so much fun, which – is probably ninety five percent of what we enjoy about the work the weekend workshops is we get to go and chill out finally and talk shop and games and paint and take the fun of it and it was so much fun anyway so um and it was really neat because Caleb kind of got to teach with Justin and that was Justin's um, first foray with us into teaching because he's actually joined our team as an instructor and since we last talked to you yeah and um. And we're we're going to be teaching our first workshop with him coming up pretty soon. But um, you're pretty familiar with with that podcast. And oh yeah, have I'm, you uh, ever? I'm an avid. I've listened to absolutely every single one of their episodes. So <laughs> yes, I've been I've been uh, listening to them for for years. We're actually oh, recording so cool. on their old soundboard right now. Oh, how fun is that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I love this community. And so you're, have you met Justin before? I have not. I have not. So I've, I've talked just, with him on, on Facebook before, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like this close of coming over just to, to like pop into the Vancouver 
class or over that evening just to like just to meet him <laughs> oh dude you should he's so you know he, he's this great big gentle giant larger than life kind of personality and he's just so solidly 100% genuine in his enthusiasm and everything he approaches oh yeah it definitely there's, comes there's, out in on the show of of how oh, much yeah. he's into the into the hobby and into painting specifically uh, oh yeah yeah and he and he's such a he's such a solid gamer and his classes I'm so excited for <laughs> literally I'm excited for everybody gets a chance to take his classes because he is so enthusiastic about it and they're going to be so much fun because it's Justin you can't I don't think he's capable of not having fun Right. With whatever he's doing, because we we get, we love to get he and Caleb hung out and we're building a warlord together in my studio this weekend. I saw he's pictures just, of that. Just fun to hang out with. So yeah, so we had that change, and yeah, that project's huge. That's a whole another story. Um, we've added Justin to the team, and of course Sam had joined us. I think for a class already before we talked to you. Yeah, and we weren't able to get him scheduled up yet because he's. He's Sam. He's busy. And so um, we had to wait until his schedule kind of uh, leveled off a little bit so we could get him back on the calendar. And we did. And, dude, is he going to be teaching some rad classes? <laughs> um, that's going to be so much fun. He's doing the creature, cluster, creature caster classes for us. And they're monstrous creature kind of large figure centerpiece pieces. And, um, they're so, it's so cool. We're completely new format for workshops. And I don't know that anybody else is out there even doing that anywhere, but this is so cool. It's kind of what I'm calling a choose your own adventure class in which creature caster, we've partnered up with them and they've got, uh, we're offering four different models to choose from, um, that you can get from creature caster and they're giving epic little student discounts for the models. So you can get them real easily. You can choose one of four of them and you, you get to choose what you want to work on for the weekend. And Sam teaches a class to all the models. And then in fact, I doubt that he wouldn't be open into people bringing in different models that aren't on that recipe you know if they have a creature caster model they want to paint right just as long as there's enough elements to keep it the same with the concepts and the techniques he's teaching right so yeah so you can actually sit down for a weekend and get to paint monster projects start to finish with sam which is his jam he is so amazingly good at it so good at it and so and which damn. which ones can you do you get to choose from i'm i'm extremely oh. curious oh i should have known you to ask me that i don't have the list right in front of me <laughs> okay that's okay snap well they're putting <laughs> a they're putting a web page or page together on their site um for us so that our students will be able to go and buy directly through that um oh, portal cool. Yeah, so there, uh, Caleb didn't. You just talked to Jason about that. He's still working on it. He had a question about other products to put on there or something, but it's coming up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, we have a bunch of plans in place for what we want to do. Um, exactly what all we're going to do, you know, it's, it's always that point where I guess you're. I don't know. Your, your ideas are bigger than the possibilities around. So we're just working through trying to figure out everything. Um, can we offer, um, some way of, of a student, you know, you know, 
one of the good encouragements of of working with us at CK Studios at, from a company like like uh, Creature Caster would be is getting traffic through their site and stuff like that. So what we'd like to do is have some way that we capture the the energy and the excitement of the classes. Of course, you know the students are going to be purchasing one of the four models that we've selected, and they're going to be the the lower priced ones. Right. Um, and it's not necessarily for price; it's for size. Uh, if we start painting those gigantic models, it's going to be really hard to get through one in two days. Right. Um, but with the smaller ones, we'll do better. So they're going to be roughly those sixty-nine dollar models, the ones that come in right at sixty-nine dollars. Um, I can't remember the name for, can- for Canadians out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's sixty-nine US. Um, but it, it will be um, roughly just one of each deity very you know, gonna, very cool you're gonna have the the nurgle-esque one you're gonna have the slaneshi-esque one the corn-esque one you can't see it but i'm fist bumping and i just hit my lamp <laughs> doing it <laughs> um, I, i'm very excited about this so, it's gonna be so cool yeah and then the the idea is also to try to capture a little bit of that for the excitement of the class and allow the students to to have a little bit of a possibility we don't know if this is going to work out yet or not but a possibility of by working through the the creature caster website getting a discount on other models so you're already there purchasing the model for your class Mm -hmm. and you know capture that excitement and maybe maybe snag a few more models that you've you've been eyeballing you're just like man you know what a great opportunity right so um so we're, we're working on that uh hopefully we get something locked down um, that will be, it's just, man, it's so hard working with all of these different web carts, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how to, oh, yeah, just, just website design is, <laughs> oh yeah, because they're totally willing They're Yeah. They're so willing to, to be super helpful and, and, and have offered a bunch of really cool stuff for the students. Now we just have to figure out how to get it to work into their website. So right. exactly. lots of. And you know how we are. You're one of our, our favorite alumni, and you, <laughs> uh, we we try and keep it going. You know, it's it's like you take our, you take our workshop, and that's just like the first step. You take a workshop with us, and you get into our alumni community, and, and we're trying to really build that. And of course, it's a little slow building because you're talking about adding thirty people a month to it. Well, we're going to have four workshops a month coming up soon, so maybe a hundred people a month to it. <laughs> Um, and allow that community to grow, and then we continue our education through it. And then, but we also have made so much effort into building relationships with vendors to help support people that are doing the hobby that we're putting in front of them so they can get what they need at good prices and trying to make that available ongoing to the alumni community. And that's something we're working with, with Creature Caster and all the new vendors that have been approaching us. These, these are things that we want. We, the benefit to working with us is we, we are able to offer that to our students right. as part of the ongoing program. And I really feel like we're, we don't just step out of the classroom and away from you guys and go, okay, that was fun. We'll catch you if we catch you somewhere. Yeah, it's no, not. you guys are so uh, is so engaged, and I think it's more if you it's more like you are gonna if you're on Facebook and you take a CK Studio class, you're probably gonna be like bombarded by <laughs> by the amount of content coming out there, and it and it's more like <laughs> you can either choose to participate or not, and and mm-hmm. so many people do, and it's a great place to 
you know, like get tips and I'm always coming through there and, you know, seeing what other people are working on and another, Mm -hmm. it's just another avenue of being inspired for me, at least seeing what other people are working on and getting, uh, getting tips and stuff like that. That is so cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. So that's, that's kind of that bigger picture that Caleb's talking about. You know, we're, we're working with and have our fingers in a lot of places and with creature caster, it's really, hopefully we can hone it in and make it easy for people to access and, and get to take advantage of that as part of being a student in our program. So at any rate, you will at least get one of four and, that class, oh, dude, that's going to be so much fun. Eventually, Caleb's also going to be teaching it. Of course, he's teaching it to your class when we go to Victoria. All right. And, um, yes, and Caleb's, man, dude, I've sat through his his 102s and his classes on the painting the orcs now a bunch of times and across different models. And so you're talking to creature models. And that class is going to blow your mind he teaches so many different super awesome techniques and you go deeper into color theory and all kinds of stuff and it it's just it's dynamic it's going to be so much fun and to toss in those awesome models we're we're super stoked so i'm sorry i keep getting i keep sidetracking myself i'm so excited (laughs) um (laughs) but okay so we brought sam in and of course to roll that back is is getting to work with him on his creature caster stuff and kind of one of the things that's fun that Sam is doing is he's basing his class kind of it's almost like a modular experience. He has been working on a creature caster model and he does it on his Twitch feed, which is a blast to listen to if you ever get a chance. Okay. Um, I listen to it during the week. He's on during the day. It's he's Sam Sam is just fun to listen to. And he's he's funny, but he's brilliant at what he does. He's an incredible artist. Incredible artist. So He's been working through this model, and he's going to be teaching kind of based on the stuff that he's built already, a program around this experience, and now he's going to bring it to the classroom. So, and following him and following his Twitch and following what he's doing on Instagram because he's posting up his works in progress and stuff is awesome because now you have that avenue. If you're going to take a SAM class, you have that avenue to go and kind of take a look at what you're going to be doing and you can engage with him before you even take the class, you know, get signed up and engage with him about it. Super excited. So yeah. So another dynamic member on the team. And then of course we have Vince Venturella and I don't know, I think he'd already joined the team last time we met with you, but we hadn't, he hadn't taught a class yet. I think that, Um, I think, I think he we we I think he had just joined, but yes, you were just setting up classes. Yeah, so I just got to go and do a class in Philly with him. Oh, that was awesome! We got to do an Imperial Night. And do you follow um, Vince's night work, his art on the nights? Um, <laughs> just the stuff that would be on the CK Studio classes, or like the feed from the alumni yeah. or the main page. Yeah. Oh, my dog. I'm sorry if you can hear that in the background. My dogs are running. It's okay. Um, <laughs> cute little sound. Yeah, so the 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 Imperial Knights are based, based around, like, his art that he does on these Titans, and his Titans are incredible. They're, and it's his probably his favorite type of work to put out there and his favorite type of art. And, of course, 
Vince has got his years of investment in building his library's online catalog on his YouTube channel that he does the hobby cheats and he's got just tutorial after tutorial Mm -hmm. after tutorial out there across so many subjects. So for him to sit and teach a class, it's just innate. He he's taught so many of these concentrated classes through all of his online videos and his, and he's probably one of the more well known US artists with a a library like that, a catalog like that, um, for YouTube videos. And so he his students are kind of real familiar with learning from him already. So the excitement level of getting to go in there and actually learn from Vince in person and get to talk to him and have him come look at your work and hands on with you. I would say 75% of the people in that class were, were fans of and had followed him for years. Right. So it just amps up the excitement. Everybody is so excited to get to do this because they've probably thought of it a million times over the years. <laughs> How cool would it be if I could just have him sit here and work with me on this, you know? Well, it is a totally so, different experience from watching a, a YouTube video because, you know, I could I could watch a YouTube video of Caleb painting, but, you know, if I start messing up trying to do it, you yeah. know, I can't talk to a YouTube video. So it's, uh, you know, having a class is just a, a completely <laughs> different experience. Exactly, exactly. So he brings that element to it. So he'll be teaching more of the Titans um, coming up, and they're not Titans. I have to say Titans because Carl, Carl has to give me a bad time about that. But they're Imperial Knights. Yes. I, I called them I Knight Titans. I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> that's, that's basically what everybody ended up doing. Oh, how cute. It's not a Titan, but we're not going to tell her. <laughs> and so, it's a baby it's Titan. A, Right? It took forever for me to catch on that that was not a night titan. But it was an imperial night. And I think that we were even on a podcast with them when he corrected me again. Oh, my God, I died. It's like, oh. So we've only sold, I don't know how many of these classes so far. And I've been calling them night titans the entire time. And no one ever said anything. Well, night, night, titan, night titans, that's more correct. Just calling them a titan, not as correct. Yeah, exactly. At least we were pars- partially there. <laughs> so anyway, that's those are a lot of big changes we have going on right now. And it's it's been, if I step back on it and go and really look at it, it's like an amazing experience to have this group of people to work with. Because there's just, Caleb and I, we were talking about it yesterday. We went to Gamma and we were chatting about it um and it's been just two of us for a long very long time doing this yeah and all of a sudden we have seven people in our studio team now um because we have devin bush and we have dev sodegard dev's the one that runs our community and he's out of the uk Mm -hmm. and then devin is another one of our assistants and is doing he's on the team he's going to start doing training eventually and he's going and assisting other instructors um just have what an amazing experience it is to get to do this and with this particular group of people because there's so much talent in this group there's so much passion in this group and there's a crazy amount of really cool personalities in this group and it's a blast and to see them supporting each other and trying to get these classes out there and get them in front of people because they know 
collectively really understand what a good experience it is for the community and for the people that get to take the classes. That it's it's made the experience Caleb and I were already having that was so much fun, like blow the doors off of it. This is just a blast now. It's cool. it's like it's amazing that we we feel very grateful we get the opportunity to work with this group of people and that they are as amazing as they are. It, well, it's, it's super cool so just unique. To- Looking at your latest little poster showing all of the dates that you guys have, it, you know, it's like one little corner of the one page could have been your all of your classes from, you know, two years ago. And just mm-hmm. the amount of classes that you guys are doing now really all over the world <laughs> is mm-hmm. uh, is pretty amazing. And uh and yeah, like you said, the the experience the experience of the class. Like, I, I've now gone to two of your classes, and you know, besides the amazing skills that I've learned, which I'm working on, you know, I'm working on my Alpha Legion army right now, and putting those skills to good work. It, beyond that, just the experience of meeting people and having just like an amazing time um, over a weekend is is half the half the part of CK Studios in my mind. So you're definitely going to have a good time if you go to a class. <laughs> That's rad. Well, we should probably tell you about some of the classes coming up. Yeah, tell me. Tell me, tell me. Yeah. You guys were just at the LVO, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Caleb, do you want to talk about our classes we have coming up? Yeah, I mean... Like he was saying, you know, the, the amount of new classes just dwarfs what we were doing in the past. Uh, I mean, just looking at the schedule, you know, and I'm just briefly kind of leafing through it. And we're looking at, um, you know, we're going to be in Los Angeles, which that class is pretty, pretty close to sold out. Um, we're super excited about it. It's the first one with Justin. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to actually have both myself and Justin teaching there. So it's going to be, yeah. And like, like Justin's going to be the lead instructor. There's going to be a couple of sections that I'm going to teach just because I want to show Justin some new adjustments. Every, every class that we do, every one one that we, that we do, um, it changes, it develops. So uh, as you're out of the class, you're usually talking to cat about, all right, um, I I think I want to tweak this or. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, you know, it started out that, that, you know, were you in the class where we were painting on a wood block? Yes. Yeah. So the, there's, it's, it's evolved since then. And so now we're, we're not using those techniques in the wood block anymore. Um, we're using those techniques on a base, um, which has allowed us to do more because with the wood block was a little limited. The base allows us to do more. We get to play more with, uh, just different sections of it. Um, you were probably in it where we painted the shoulder pads kind of as a separate exercise. Uh, yeah. Um, We've developed that better um, to where that's actually part of the main painting of the model on Saturday, um, which all of these refinements have allowed us to add things like you'll see on the newest classes, we're doing glowing effects in the Hand of the Dread because we fine-tuned the class well enough now that we actually gained like an hour of time in the class. Okay. Um, so, So now we've introduced like 
glowing effects, you know, so the classes are always evolving. Um, I'm going to be showing Justin a few things on that. So, uh, the one Oh ones, I mean, we're everywhere. We're going to be in Jersey. Um, we're going to be up in Kingston. Um, you know, the Kingston class, we're super excited to be there. It's the, the game gaming nexus. Is that what it's called? Um, that sounds familiar. Saw the pictures of that venue and, oh man, I'm excited to get there for that one. Um, so we're going to have the 101s all over the place. Uh, we're down in Houston. Um, gosh, it, you're, just looking it, it literally looks like you're touching like all corners of the United States and then also going to the UK for a good chunk or, or, or at least Europe in general, <laughs> right? Yeah, we, we're gonna we're gonna make we're the whole team's not gonna be able to make UK this year. Um, unfortunately, my 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 real job <laughs> training fell on the weekend of Warhammer Fest. Oh no! So, um, so because of that, I'm gonna be in Oklahoma. Um, so we're gonna have Vincent go over. Um, he's going to be teaching a new development of classes. Um, Vincent's is. He's going to be kind of teaching a one-on-one, but it's going to be more of, of his development of a one-on-one. Okay. And we're kind of leaning towards the idea that it's going to be a vehicle and infantry class. Ooh, uh, very So it's going to be more based on uh, – it's still going to teach the basics of one-on-one, you know, but it, it'll be a, le- a little less on the developmental side of the techniques that I use. Um, because yeah, when you paint with the dreadnought, you definitely learn some of the techniques that I really use. Um, and and with Vince's, I think his techniques lean more or or are more developmental in in infantry and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and and if you guys have ever followed Hobby Cheats, that guy puts out like a squad of models every sixteen minutes or something. <laughs> it's it's crazy. He has he has so many posts of new models. It's just like. It's he's he's like Wapple 2.0, you know, um, those two guys. I mean, between Wapple and Vincent, I bet you those guys probably paint about 16,000 points a week. Jesus. Uh, crazy. <laughs> but anyways, um, so that class can be developed towards that. And then we're going to try um, for this first one. We're going to actually try, you know, what we, we do when we go to Europe, we do a follow up class. Um, you know, we're already there and, and it's so expensive to fly over there that we want to try to offer as much as possible. And we were doing a Monday, Tuesday class also, but it was during the day. It, it would start at 8 a.m. and it would end at 6 p.m. Right. Um, just like the regular weekenders. Well, we're going to try out um, actually having the class start at 3 p.m. and run until 11 p.m. So oh, hopefully okay. that'll open it up more to people that do have a little bit more of a secular job. Maybe they're just taking a half day or a partial day off or something right. like that. So we're really going to tune that up and see how that works. Um, if that works well, we might bring that into some of the other um, offerings that we have here. We, we do have some more artists that are coming on like Dev. Um, we're coming up with some more ideas of one day classes and things like that. But anyway, man, I'm totally bouncing on tangents, but no, I like um, it. I yeah. like it. I like to hear about the future next. You guys just, if you're starting to do that, you'll just have to get like a monster Red Bull sponsorship as well for, uh, right. those, for those late <laughs> night, midnight oil classes. <laughs> oh man. We'll, we'll be on the, on the Red Bull signature series. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so we have, we have the, the, uh, the one-on-ones that are, um, you know, we're not going to be everywhere. 
we, we are being able to spread out, but we are, we're not going to be everywhere. So I do, I do suggest probably not holding out to see if we can get to, to exactly your town. If we're relatively close, try to jump on that class because we have so many requests for classes that we're just going to try to hit areas. Yeah. Instead of really concentrating on towns, we're going to kind of concentrate on areas. Um, so we, we have some stuff coming up in Phoenix. Um, we're looking at Atlanta area, um, things like that. Those aren't on the schedule yet, but we're hoping that, that we'll, we will have those on the schedule relatively soon. Um, but the ones that I do want to kind of talk about there is we're super excited. We're going to be in Jersey um, right before Nova Open, which is going to be uh, um, one of Justin's classes. It's going to be really enjoyable. Um, Houston, gosh, I think I already said that. Uh, Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, we're going to yeah. be in Vancouver. So if, if you want a – and this, this will be right before – um, your class, which is, they used to be called the 102s. Um, we're now changing them to a large figure or monstrous creature, depending on the model that we teach. Right. Uh, Kat kind of touched on that. Sam's is going to be more called monstrous creature. It's going to, it's going to have a lot to, it's definitely going to have a slant, a Sam flair to it. Whereas mine is going to be the large figure class is what I'm more leaning towards naming mine okay. because it's going to, it's going to carry on with that same, those same techniques and ideas that we did with the different orcs. We painted the, the pirate orc the first time. And then we did the, the rager orc, um, from black sun miniatures. Um, so this time when we go into doing the creature caster, it's going to be more in that technique. It's definitely going to be my, my class, the large figure class is going to focus more on the development of detail work with your airbrush. Um, right. and you're it going seems... to end up painting. You're going to spend the majority of your time painting with your detail brush, your point two, right. um, your point, you know, the point two Sotar or the point four Evo. Um, you know, we're going to get to work with those detail brushes and really get in close and get, we're going to get very close and very confident with our airbrush in that class. Um, you're going to, you're still going to have to do the same techniques that we made the students and other classes do. You're going to go in and you're going to p- paint gum lines and you're going to paint teeth and you're going to put, paint the plaque on teeth and stuff like that. The you know, plaque. Uh, yeah. Plaque. With the airbrush without masking with the you know. airbrush. Oh man. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not allowed to use the, I, I should say you're not allowed to <laughs> round upon to use your paintbrush in these classes. Cause I want you guys to find out how far you can go with the airbrush. And there are some techniques that you're like, this is kind of stupid. I mean, I could do this with a brush in half the time, but I'm going to make you do it with the airbrush to find out how far you can go. I mean, we'll go in and actually do some pin lining and black lining with the airbrush. Um, Whoa. So all right. you're going to love it. I, I, I know it sounds intimidating, but it is so awesome. And you will walk out of that class so confident in your airbrush. You're going to be like, dude, there's nothing I can paint. No, I'm, gonna, I, I'm, I'm not intimidating. Eyeballs with the airbrush. I'm not intimidated. I, I, I now know that I just need to trust the process. Yep. <laughs> I, trust the- exactly. I, will, I will get through the ugly phase and, and I, I will trust the process. That's so, awesome. so, and it still, it sounds like with the, uh, with the switch to doing, you know, the, the creature caster, monstrous creatures, still a lot of that is kind of more flesh based and like the mm-hmm. work. So you're doing more kind of organic than, exactly. you know, the, the 101 where you're based around uh, a dreadnought. So you're getting that different experience, just mm-hmm. that in itself. 
And with Sam, Sam's will involve a lot of brushwork also because he'll be going into so it's going to (laughs) be a lot of varied techniques with his. So they get they're they're even though it's Caleb's doing the they're both based on the creature caster models, but they're two completely different classes. So the large figure class is airbrushed intensive, and the monstrous creature with Sam is all of his brilliant techniques on the table too. So that's kind of really fun with this. There's two different offerings out there right now for that for that set that choose your own adventure class. Very cool. So yeah, we're taking the airbrush one to you. All right. Well, I'm I'm very excited to have you guys back. And uh, Kat, it sounds like uh, like we're gonna have you, or I'm gonna get to to have you for a little bit in between the the Vancouver and the Victoria um, mm-hmm. class. I'll I'll put you up in the new house, and you'll have access to uh, the new hobby space with uh, complete with CK Woo-hoo! Studio. Flare and stickers already applied to certain areas, so <laughs> you'll feel right oh, at home. Oh, fun! <laughs> well, Looking forward to you know, it. Uh, you know, one class that I, I I forgot to mention, and man, I keep kind of forgetting about this. Um, we do have Vince's um, night class, and Cat kind of touched on it about the night class and what Vince will be teaching there. Um, and we have that class coming up at Dallas. Uh, okay. In, um, Next month. So, yeah, so that's going to be the, – the reason I really want to point out that class is is with the work that we're doing with GW and everything like that, um, we're really encouraging the students and we're hoping – you know, we can't promise it right now, but we're hoping that maybe the class will kind of spill over. We did this in UK. Um, the day after the class, we were able to go to Warhammer Fest – or I'm not sorry, not Warhammer Fest, Warhammer World. And I was able to take some of the students through Warhammer World, and we looked at some of the the old models and and some of the processes and techniques that were there. And we talked about how you can use the techniques from the from the class into your actual painting, you know, and how how everything would vary from not just painting a dreadnought to all these things. So uh, it was kind of like a field trip thing. But with the That's Dallas area, awesome. <laughs> um, you know, right there is Citadel, right and you know, encouraging students. So, you know, and even if, even if it's not, you know, an official CK studio event or something like that, but we want to try to tie in a, a visit to Citadel along with um, coming to a class. So if you are, oh, you know, if you're thinking awesome. about that and flying into the area, you know, if you mm-hmm. want to fly for a class and you're looking at, well, I can either fly to this place to get a class or I can fly down to Dallas and man, I can go visit Citadel and talk with the GW guys there and, you know, get that extra insight and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, there, there, there's so many opportunities that we have, but I just, man, I always kind of, I want to make sure that I, I mention that class cause I wish I was doing it. I am dying. <laughs> I am so dying to make it to Citadel and, uh, I'm a little envious, you know, Vince gets the, the really fun classes this year. He gets to go do all the UK and go to Warhammer Fest and go to <laughs> Warhammer World and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> and then he gets to go to, to Citadel and everything like that. So anyways, um, yeah, so we, we have the, the night class um, along with the other offerings that we have. So, uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of a, you know, I, I like cats choose your own adventure, not just with the large figure and the monstrous creature ca- class, but really with all of our operate op- offerings. If there's something you're interested in, we're definitely, we definitely have a class that's going to kind of cover it. Mm-hmm. And we have more developing now too, which is so much fun in the, the schedule that we have out currently. Um, we're, 
in the process right now between Caleb and I, um, of, I think putting five other classes together and then for there's other things. Yeah. For this year. Wow. I'm, gosh, I'm putting more together busy. for Sam. <laughs> yeah. We're putting more together with Sam and what, what the schedule is up on our site. Cause you can go to our Facebook page and get our, our full schedule is there. It shows you what we're doing for the entire year so far. And also what the individual instructors are, where they're going to be. And, that list only goes down through the third quarter. Caleb has been working for the last week or so, filling in the fourth quarter of the year. And I'm putting together the last classes for Sam because we're also, you know, we do this, but we're also all going to events. We're doing Gen Con. We're doing AdapterCon. AdapterCon's big for us, a lot of management there and, and activities. And then off to Gen Con. And then Nova is really big for us this year. We have a huge project going on with them. That's going to be epic. That's the um, Warlord, right? That's the Warlord. Yeah, that's the big project that our entire team is working on. I don't even know if you want to go into that because there's well, another 20 minute it's discussion. It's very, very cool. Yeah, <laughs> just that you guys are doing it. I saw a couple pictures of just, you know, um, the assembly processor. It looked like you, maybe you guys were sorting bits, but very but cool. I can't wait to see it. Up. Let's set time up down the road to talk about that, and we'll come sure. on and tell you about it. Because that, that project, it's a charity project. So I, I just know. love to share it. It's uh, but I don't want to do that right now because I know Caleb and I will talk it off the wall <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, so anyway, you can go to you can. We're at all these events on top of our workshops. So, um, and our entire team is involved in other events also that aren't necessarily listed here. So. There's a lot going on, but we're still adding more to it. And um, like Caleb said, we're not looking so much at a lot of these places that we're going to end up being repeat visits for like we do a 101 in Philly. And then six months later, uh, we have uh, a night class there with Vince follow up. We're doing it with you. We've done, yep. we did the one-on-one with you and now we're doing a follow-up. So it's not, it's not necessarily wait and see if we're going to land in your town because we're not, we're not trying to spread ourselves all over the United States. It's, we're hitting areas and You're we're doing, doing a lot of classes. Good job <laughs> from the looks of it, but well, <laughs> even just bit. Olympia, you know, that you guys did a, a class in, in Seattle and Olympia is mm-hmm. less than an hour, I think, south of there. So you know, exactly. You, you, you guys are hitting the same, same at least areas. And, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, and, and right there, yeah, Olympia is like a great example of that is, yes, we are hitting the same area, but most likely we're probably not going to be back in the Seattle area with class. We've kind of shifted that area zone is going to be more of Olympia. Um, we're finding, we're kind of finding venues that we really like to work with the people there. And yeah. that's the biggest thing is, is creating those communities and helping develop those stores and stuff like that. So we definitely have our favorite stores. Um, you know, I think mm-hmm. Alpha Omega and uh, Heretic, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. so many friends that we have, and that's what we're kind of doing now. Um, that, Olympia is definitely a shift. Uh, we just found that Seattle is so difficult to find a venue that's affordable for the students. Oh, so yeah. we're it's, looking outside of that area. Yeah, just the, the the staying in that city, especially during the summertime, can be very expensive. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I I wish I could come to the Olympia class because that is a beautiful area of Washington. Oh, yeah. And we're going to be there in June, which is going to be so lovely. Yeah. So lovely. So, yeah. 
Definitely, definitely a few things on the schedule. Yeah, you guys are very busy, and uh, any uh, I know there's been some some delays with productions, but uh, any mm-hmm. any <laughs> updates with uh, with the airbrush scene? The airbrush scene is actually happening. Um, it's not we they've had their own setbacks in the production of things, and they've got a tremendous amount of growth that they're dealing with that really happened, I think, in a way that they weren't able to anticipate. And it stayed very steady for them because they're they've really been able to get the product out there. And the harder and steam product is just damn good. It is just really good. And so it's kind of really taken off for them. And we are in the queue to have both of our airbrushes produced. But even we met with another rather large vendor uh, that's doing an airbrush work project with him as well. And he's, he's also kind of in the queue waiting for his project to go through. So it was really nice. We just met with him at Gamma last night and got that caught, caught up with him on it. So we know it's, it's really a measure of they're trying to push through all their projects and it's just taking longer than they anticipated. And I, gosh, Caleb, was it like they part of their factory was down for like three weeks or something like that? It just threw everything backwards for him. So they're, they've they've made up where they got behind from that, and now they're moving forward. And we just had another meeting with them two weeks ago. We're not going to put a time frame on it because they've given us so many different times since October of last year when it would be released. Right. That we are we're on the fence of we're, we'll wait and see when we get it in our hands and we know for sure it's happening. Sweet. Well, I'm and we, we know for sure it's happening. We just don't know for sure on the date. Awesome. All right. Very cool. Well, all excited things happening at CK Studios that uh, I will continue to hammer it home, like just get to one of these classes, get to a class, like even if, uh, you know, maybe you can't commit to a, a two-day workshop, like get to an event and, and get like a one of these little taste classes that you guys put on. I know you guys put on a whole bunch of different little ones at um, at LVO, and I'm uh, I'm assuming it's going to be the same for Gen Con and Nova and Adepticon and and all of mm-hmm. those. Um, so you know, that's that's how you got me originally. I went and did a little uh, class with Caleb at LVO, and and uh, <laughs> and then just needed to get more, so came back for a one on one and. Oh, that's rad. Yeah, so it's uh, get to a class. It it will change your, your hobby life. That's for, for sure. Mm-hmm. How fun. Thanks so much for having us again. Hey, any anytime. I'm glad to have you guys on. And uh, I will uh, I will put links to um, to the the Facebook page where uh, listeners can find uh, more information and we'll uh we'll post up your your latest poster as well with uh with dates and everything so That's i'm fine. uh i'm looking forward to seeing you guys uh it's, it'll be here in no time and uh oh my gosh a couple of months from now we get to come play with you again yes exactly so uh, I, I love it up there too victoria is so gorgeous i know oh. you, anyway you're gonna get an extra extra day to stick around and actually uh see some things i'm guessing not with your current we're, schedule we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna try um, <laughs> i'm putting you on the spot gonna, right now <laughs> i'm gonna be up there i, I i'm I, the lucky I, one I, i'm gonna be there for a week in that area at least <clears throat> oh it's gonna be great toast yes yeah, so 
we will see you guys soon and if uh maybe we'll touch base before you guys uh make it up north and uh until then safe travels and we'll uh talk to you again soon thanks thank you all right guys talk to you soon what what and welcome back to the boys of the golden throne now hosted by an enormous ginger man who has taken over teo's seat (laughs) yeah um we uh we took a break and Teo just left and just handed the microphone over and we got Gbert in the house. We actually had more or less some really bad CG like like Teo turning into Gilbert thing. <laughs> like he, he just was, like he just like uh, went in It was in, a lot like the original it actually. It wasn't CG. He just got it was stretched out. Effects. It was it's, like the original it. There was a lot of t- Flesh tearing and like flesh tearing. Oh god! Yeah. It's like instead <laughs> of being horizontal, just like got in and then just like stretched out vertically into the long, long big G that we know and love. I was. Good. I thought you were going to say no and tolerate. So this is way better treatment than I was expecting. Already. No man, like <laughs> I'm just I'm just disappointed that I wasn't there for the last event where you were just like. You know, toppling over chairs and like, oh boy, falling asleep on people and for, for it sounded like a great, our, great time. Our, our you know, I wish I'd Gilbert. been there too. It sounded really great. <laughs> 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 but our, our our local nickname for Gilbert is actually LG. Um, it stands for Long Gilbert. Long. So we like to call him LG. That is exactly Gilbert. what I am. <laughs> so. Gilbert, I'm, I wish we had planned this better because then you could have been on, you know, our main segment, talk about characters. But we will have you on again in the future. But I'm looking forward to it. But you are going to help us now land this pig. So we to land the pig, we need to go through our usual spiel. So first, you can follow us, Boys of the Golden Throne, on Facebook, BotGT30K on Instagram. You can follow John... Uh, the big John, or not the big, it's just the big. big. The big. I wish it was the big. It, <laughs> the big. I wish it was the big the John big. West, but it's just big John I West. I kind of wish it was you just should, the big. <laughs> you can probably change that, I don't you know. You can, oh yeah. I might, I, be, I might just change it to the Well, what are you doing yeah, then, you bud? Doing? Fix that right shit. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> All right. We also have, we want to thank Ryan for coming onto the show, and have always... A big shout out to Caleb for always gracing us with his presence. Uh, we've got Ryan's event in the Shadow of Giants, the Alpha Garmin uh, six, no nine. God damn it! I hate Al- Alpha or Roman numerals. But anyway, <laughs> that's there's some X's and I's. There's and some B's X's and, and I's. And I used to know them, and now I don't. Which yeah. is a real frustrating. <laughs> yeah, you know what that is. Being dumb. <laughs> oh, I was going to say recreational oh. drug use. Oh. <laughs> um, little column A, little column oh, yeah, B. Yeah, maybe a little column A, a little column B. So that's uh, happening Cambridge, Ontario, April 6th. We've got the Warriors weekend happening out, out here. Uh, Victoria, BC happening April 13th for our 30K event and 14th for the uh, Titanicus event. Gbert, you come down for either one of those? Let's go. I'm hoping to come down for the Everything Games Day coming up in April. Just depends if I have an exam that day or not, because I still don't know when the hell they are. School exams. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, okay, well, you make, you know, those good life choices and, you know, put them ahead of yeah. heresy. It's fine. It's all right. Much, well, as, much as it pains me. Yeah, okay. Don't I, worry. I'll, I'll make it. up for it over the summer. Yeah, sweet. Excellent. Lots of reluctant handy chase coming, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. All of them. It's all that's going to go on. We've got the Canadian Tabletop Championships happening in Ottawa, Ontario, May 3rd through 5th, uh, 2019. Go see our boy Garrett at that event. We have our big event, the Bocce Tees 74th Annual Deuces Gone Wild event happening June 8th and 9th, which is sold out, sold out. But if you want to get on the waiting list, uh, email us at bocce.tpc at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, we'll get you on the list because there will probably be dropouts, so... Matt will have a wedding or something. Matt will have... probably have two weddings and he'll have to skip one. <laughs> back yeah. to back. He'll be like, I don't know what to do. I have a heresy event, a wedding, and a wedding. So <laughs> I probably should just go to one of the weddings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need to get someone married at this event to make sure that Matt comes. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. and uh, Gilbert finally get them... Yeah, it's it's been a long time coming, but I'm, I think we'll finally I'm, make I'm, it a thing. I'm pretty sure Vicente, Vicente will marry a man if we if we say that like you could probably to make that sure that Matt comes, he Canada. needs to marry a man in Canada. I'm pretty sure he'll he'll jump on that, that like, grenade. There's no like legal obligation, and that in Canada, if you like officially yeah. get married, it won't have any. The military in the states won't find out. No. no. Exactly. Minor details. Minor. Exactly. We'll work out all the details, but we just have to make sure that Matt comes to the deuce. That's the main thing. Right? It's Important, for sure. Yeah, the Verge. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right, and then... would be the same without him. We've Whoa. got CK Studios, the 102 class happening in Victoria on July 13th and 14th. There's also a prep class on the Friday, the 12th. If you have not done the 101 or want a little recap, you can sign up for that as well. So go to CK Studios Facebook class and hop on that. We've got a Don from the Independent Characters coming out. Ah! So uh, a little celebrity in the house as well. Uh, then we also have War Games Weekend happening in Indianapolis, uh, Indiana, September 12th and 15th. And then we also have the Heresy Weekender North happening in Markdale, Ontario, September 12th through 14th. So that is a whole bunch of events, a whole bunch more Canadian events, which is awesome to see. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so that is it for this week. John, do you have anything else to add? Um... Real quick, if uh, anyone wants us to promote an event, you can email at us. Uh, email us at bodgtpc. No, at at gmail dot com. I've had a couple people contact me about promoting the events, but uh, it's hard to keep track of the stuff on the Facebook page. Um, yeah, Facebook so. is just if you if you've got an event, it's best to send us an email. Yeah, with, especially like, if we a have link. to do some real reading and stuff. You know, uh, it's easy to lose track of the Facebook post and the, or the the message, and then it kind of goes away. Yeah. So and then, uh, yeah, and then other than that, I was just gonna say uh, people should check out Teo's uh, new uh, musical enterprises. It's actually a. Um, it's a cover band for the, <laughs> the Dixie Chicks. It's all it's an all male cover band of the Dixie Chicks called the Dixie Chicks with Dicks. <laughs> you know, that could easily be real. 
<laughs> I, he's been waiting on this for the last three hours, just hoping and praying that he would have a moment to drop it. That Teo's not here to defend himself. He's just been like giggling you quietly to himself well. for like the whole episode. I just see him crumbling, just trying to get it out. <laughs> oh man, thank you, John, for that. That is really insightful. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Gilbert. God damn it. Thank you for hopping on and uh, filling in for Teo. And uh, you got anything to shout out? You want to say hi to your mom or anything like that? Uh, strangely, I don't think she listens. Uh, well, since I always love an opportunity to embarrass myself in front of lots of people, apparently. Oh, oh yes. I am going to commit on this episode oh. to actually be fully painted for the Boys of the Golden Throne event in June. Oh, well, and what 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 happens if you if you don't? I think that's up to you guys, oh. seeing as how you're the event coordinators. We're we gonna have two pairs of frosted tips. Or the, the oh no 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 no! We're not oh, we're not no. committing to anything <laughs> right now. We need to think about this, John, and we need to come back next episode and yeah, and we will announce this. Inform. Yes, yeah, we will inform you. It may or may not involve some some Night of the Roxbury style shenanigans between Tao. She's just like frosted tips, creature, <laughs> like everything. <laughs> All right, well, hugs and kisses from me, and we are out of here. Peace. Peace out. Have a good one.